Have I got a story for you. We've all been there, upset about something, wanting to talk to someone, but honestly don't want people to know, for whatever reason, how we honestly feel. It seems like it's a funny humanistic societal flaw, but most people don't enjoy being publicly vulnerable. You don't want that shit attached to your name. In comes this Dutchman with an idea to help your mental health. All because he's a philosopher. But first, a word from today's sponsor, AndrePsyche.com. AndrePsyche.com is the cute, quaint, corner store boutique with all sorts of neat and original merch you had no idea existed because AndrePsyche.com has been tucked away in the northern, most western part of the internet. When you get there, can I give you a little preview? Of course I can. You're listening. Of the plethora of potential purchases available for your perusal. We are talking about literature, clothing, paintings, prints, accessories, music, poetry, podcasts, or any custom gift that your soul desires. <gasps> How could that be? How is he able to make my soul's desires tangible? Because Andre is a freelance creator extraordinaire. All you gotta do is message him. He'll hook you up. So go to AndrePsyche.com and see what speaks to you because each and every item will have a story behind it. Nothing is made. Everything is created on AndrePsyche.com. We are also brought to you by the Getting to Know You pod. Yes, we sponsor ourselves. Please, since we're doing that, do us a favor. We need and appreciate your support. Take a moment right now and push the subscribe button. Are you on Apple? Are you on Spotify? Push subscribe. We would so appreciate it. Why? Because it helps us in our numerical game for sponsorship. Thank you. Also, if you haven't already, friend and follow the Getting to Know You pod. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All you have to do is search us up. It's getting the number two, no, the letter U pod. And finally, yes, we are looking for sponsors and or advertisers. I'm not really sure of the jargon. <laughs> if you or someone you know has a business or brand and would like to expand your market reach, consider partnering with us. We get to know people from all around the world. I never expected to speak with someone from the Netherlands or like our next guest from Egypt. So if you or someone you know are looking to get more traffic to your site, more followers on your social, more purchases of your product, more clicks on your whatever, just message us. Our advertising rates are extremely reasonable and we would love to partner with you. And now, getting to know you. Hello. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting to like you. Getting to hope you like me. Because I'm good enough. Getting to know you. Putting it my way, but nicely. 
I'm smart enough. You are precisely and doggone it. my cup of tea. On today's show, we are getting to know Martin. Did I nail it or how was that, Martin? <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, it was all good. It sounds more Dutch like than uh, than voices that people do. So, all good. So, yeah, we were um, talking just for a couple minutes for recording about the name, and I thought it was Martin, and I thought that yeah. sounded very like proper and European. And you were like, "Nope." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like in the Netherlands, you have all of those different kind of names. Like you got Martin, uh, Martin, Martin, Matthijs. Like you get a lot of them. So, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's, so so we grow up uh, learning to pronounce it well, but yeah, uh, I believe you don't have that uh, childhood, you know. Yeah, no, nah, I, I don't know, actually, just in America with Martin, like, yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen someone's name have like a syllabolic or enunciation spin on it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, man, and yeah, so... Interesting. Yeah, and I'd like to know a little more about uh, Netherlands, because since I definitely can't fucking travel since America is overrun with COVID. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, how's yeah. COVID treating you in the Netherlands? You actually said you were out shopping when I called earlier. I, I was kind of interested in that. I was like, wow, just going out shopping, living regular life. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So we are able to, uh, to, to do shopping. Um, uh, we uh, live in, uh, that's how they call it, a uh, 1.5 meter distance society. We have to keep all the time 1.5 meter distance. Um, we don't have to wear a mask, but we do have to wear this to, uh, keep distance. And um, that's what you see in all the city. You see it at uh, marks at the ground. You see it as um, in the shops, like um, that you can walk only one direction. Uh, you have okay, like right. stickers on the floor, how to keep distance. Yeah. So that's, that's amazing. How it goes. Yeah, literally the same thing here, except for the uh, masks. The masks here are such a hot button thing, man. Like people uh, are pulling out fucking guns at store clerks, yeah. telling them to put a uh, mask yeah. on. Like it's, I'm amazed at how um, how polarizing it is, and I'm surprised yeah. that you guys don't have to mask. Did they talk? Yeah, you know so, so we do have to wear a mask uh, when we are in public transport, though. But not in uh, just like in a shop or not. Uh, then we don't have to wear it. Wow. How do you feel yeah. about that? So, well, uh, feeling about wearing a mask in public transport was for me very, uh, very strange. I felt actually a bit like, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it's for me hard to translate, but it's like, <laughs> like it's, it's some sort of trap, you know, like uh, it was very uncomfortable, the pressure of the mask on your nose and you yeah. <laughs> you start to smell your own breath, you know, like all of those uncomfortable things. <laughs> that's a great point. Maybe that's why they don't make kids wear them because of uh, the whole breath thing. They probably don't brush their teeth well enough and all those gases and built up foods make them pass out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, that's, I'm so, God, just so curious about the mask thing. Cause dude, again, it's so hot button here. I'm amazed that in the Netherlands, they're just going with 1.5 meters um, for social distancing and no masks. Yeah. So, like, even if are, – are the movie theaters open and, like, oh, bars, so, restaurants? Uh, I think so. I think so now. But, um, well, so I, I did not went recently. But I think, like, most of the things that are open, like, even the gym is open, I know now. But, like, they have all of those um, restrictions that you really have to, like, keep distance and like imagine, uh, imagining a cinema, 
like the movie theater, that, that will be like that you have like certain seats in between people. Yeah, like, right. Something like that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like in my head, I just think indoors, outdoors. Like if I'm indoors around yeah. people, I need a mask. Yeah. If I'm outside, I just don't. Yeah. Even if I have yeah. to get a little closer to people, I don't know if that's right or not, but I guess from what I've seen and read in videos, just the way yeah. that air or the particles spread, you know, they're able to, is it dissipate? <laughs> they're able to spread yeah. out quicker outside than they are inside. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of shocked by that, the no mask thing. Yeah, yeah. Did you um pick up any cool yeah. hobbies? Actually, let me ask you this. Did you guys get like lockdown, lockdown? Like we've had like do not leave your house restrictions unless it's absolutely essential type stuff um, for yeah. a while. Did you guys go through yeah. that? Yeah, we got that. We got also got that. We we had to stay home. Like everything, well, supermarkets and so on was were still open. Right. Um, but I think that's in all uh, countries. But yeah, like uh, like schools, everything was really close, and um, they still uh, try to make things working like they keep the economy going by uh recommending people to work from home and so okay. like that that was our reality kind of gotcha yeah. yeah so then it was very similar to the experience over yeah. here and then so if yeah. the, if the experience is pretty similar like me i started this podcast i tried to learn how to juggle i started jogging a lot more um <laughs> did you <laughs> did you uh, with your covid time did you feel like you had a lot more free time yeah, yeah, I, I did feel I had a lot of uh, more free time. Though I also found myself uh, like, like in, in that in that sort of uh, mindset that okay, now I have a lot of free time. I have to do everything, you know, yeah. because I I have the opportunity now, so take it. And yeah. actually, that that gives me some more pressure that that, that that stops me. Like I started hesitating. Or, okay, well, not maybe not now. Like I, I don't know. I felt a little bit like bad at the end of the day if I didn't do anything. Um, oh God, that because was I thought, yeah, well, this is the opportunity. Go for it, you know. And then I regret it. Yeah, but uh, what were I you? Think um... That's also fun you know, to to just like if if it is not um, if you or if you're not that productive, uh, it's okay to to have some uh, break, you know. Yeah, man, that's something I've actually been battling with, just my mentality too, and asking myself. So I've spoken to a bunch of like um, not life coaches, not woo woo people, but like spiritual people through this podcast. And it just, when I talk to them, I always go to the why, right? And like, why do yeah. you feel they go to it as well? Why do you feel this way? What's, what's the point behind you feeling this way? And it's made me think like, is it because I'm in America and I'm in a capitalist society that I feel I need to do, I need to produce, I need to make, I need to earn. And then I feel guilty when I'm like a sloth, just chilling. Mm -hmm. You know, and then yeah. I look at my dog, my Labrador, and um, she's the happiest fucking thing in the world, dude, right? She doesn't care. She yeah. gets up, <laughs> she eats, you know, <laughs> she plays around, like she'll take a nap. It doesn't bother her at all. And I'm like, that kind of mentality would be way more freeing to me sometimes than like that pressure of, holy shit, now I have to, I have to, where's my checklist? Let me check off the yeah. checklist to feel good about my day. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's it's like, I feel similar, yeah. I, I really don't know how, how, how it how it um, came up. Well, I, I do I do visit the coach myself, like uh, like pretty frequently, and um, like what my coach uh, used to say. Well, it's it's probably with the beliefs you gr uh, you grow up with, like in your childhood. You're like you follow education. Maybe your parents said something like you can do anything you want if you just try very hard. Like right. all of all sort of thoughts like that. That 
yeah, that um, well, that had some sort of make you believe that it's good to just uh, work hard and yeah, you, you produce, get a successful life. Right? Yeah, yeah. So what were you juggling with? What were the opportunities you were um, trying to take advantage of with the time? So, well, um, uh, me and my uh, um, found, uh, other co-founders, we, we are uh, uh, starting up a new business. It's, um, it's actually, um, f- for, the, for the beginning, just a platform where you can find someone who is going through the same time or who faced similar mental challenges. And it's called um, Turtle Social. Um, okay. We have now an Instagram account, and that's what we are like trying to promote. And like uh, at the backside, we are making up the platform. And yeah, well, we believe it will be of um, very much value for ourselves, and we hope also other people that they can just use the search engine to find someone. Yeah. What, what made you? Um, I guess what inspired it? Uh, oh, uh, well, there was a very rough idea. It was like. Um, uh, some uh, uh, like Tinder for interest, just to find new people, to find friends, uh, to <laughs> find someone where, where, with whom you can did, have a good talk. Did you call but, it you a know, Tinder for interests? Yeah, well, th- that was the initial <laughs> idea, like Tinder for interest. Like it was a rough idea, like uh, that you can just swipe to left or right if that's some, uh, and then you find someone who with who you can do some, uh, some hobby or like, you know, you have some talk or a drink or whatever. Got you. Dude, that's interesting but that it's like a non-sexual yeah, Tinder. It's more interest yeah. based. That dude, that is an inter- I've never thought of that concept. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Well, so we, we were just thinking about it, me and my wife. And, um, but like, when you think very well about it and like how to start it, that's so super wide. So we thought, no, we have to narrow this. We have to get focused right. and uh, we get all, also those advices. You have to focus. And then when we uh, thought, okay, what's the best focus on like to make this happen? Then uh, we are seeing where is the, the biggest need and what is growing uh, currently. And that's really a mental health. I mean, like uh, there are more than there were almost like more than 300 million people uh, uh, with depression diagnosed in the world. I mean, oh wow! And and that number is rising. It's it's like um, there is a lot of uh, mental challenges people face uh, this time. Um, yeah, like the increase of people with burnout and like and then like you have something that um, that makes it even worse called social media though i like it and i love to use social media although it also is um sometimes um like it, it doesn't help you sometimes it, it, if you see like the successful lives and the, the the enjoyment from other people going on in social social media it uh, sometimes unconsciously you start to compare yourself with them and, and oh, you yeah. maybe think like wow they have such an amazing life why don't i have it you know and but it's that's twofold. Just what they show. Yeah, yeah, and it's twofold, man. So it's not only the the qualitative stuff of you interpreting the picture and their amazing life. Like if I look at your Instagram, I'm like, yeah. dude, I was scrolling through it, um, just to whatever little background on you, and I'm like, I'm jealous. This motherfucker's a model. He's living the life. He's yeah. everywhere, yeah. and he has all these great <laughs> pictures. And what the fuck have I done? I'm out in a cornfield. My life sucks. And like, you can kind of, and I'm being a little hyperbolic, but. I'm feeling that way looking at yours and I'm a fairly confident 40 year old male. And then at the same time, it can be like, now you go from qualitative to quantitative and you're like, wow, I posted something. How come I only have four likes? 
How come I only have 22 yeah. interactions? Everyone else has so many more interactions, so many more friends, so many more followers. So it's like yeah. a double whammy on the brain where your own insecurities can pop out by what you see and then they can almost get reinforced by the numbers not being there. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it's, it's crushing, especially to kids. I can't imagine, I can't imagine what it's doing to kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, like uh, you were saying something about my, um, like social media and how I show it. I mean, like the show, like maybe with some good, uh, good photos, like it looks great, but, uh, honestly, I also have challenging times and it, it's, it's really not always perfect. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, everyone uh, does, right? It's with everyone. Yeah. So and it's it, just, yeah, it's just fun to show the, the most, um, like your most success or your enjoyment, you know, like great photos to show it that, that is cool to do. It, it makes you feel good. But like in moments when you're like feeling not that good and you face some challenges, you actually want to talk about it or feel that you're not the only one, you know, that, yeah. that you have. And that can help so much in avoiding uh, or preventing yourself from, from getting worse. Like feeling worse, yeah. Yeah, well, so, I mean, people uh, just need to be heard, man. It, it's amazing what being yeah. heard and feeling cared for um, can do for your mentality. Yeah. So yeah, then exactly. when you went with the mental health route, is that something, um, was there some point of uh, like in your life where you're dealing with something and you're using this turtle social as like, man, I wish I would have had this as an outlet when uh, when I was going through blank? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I really like and, and that. Well, the, the, at first we were just thinking like maybe with a beer, like and uh, we thought, oh well, how how awesome will it be if you if you have like that Tinder for interest and how cool is it uh, uh, if if we make it ourselves, you know? And then later on we were start to think, okay, we have to focus, and then we were thinking, oh well, this is the main focus we see in the society, and then we thought, oh wow, actually I could use it as well, you know? I, I would like to talk with someone. Like, and not that everyone can see my profile, but that I can control my vis visibility and uh, choose with who I'm, I want to uh, conversate. Yeah. So who are so, you yeah. swiping right about? Or who are you swiping right with? <laughs> what interests are you looking for? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. So I will, I, will, uh, I will be interested to talk with someone who's um, who faced or who's currently facing uh, to have a relationship with someone um, um, from abroad. So my wife, she is uh, uh, she is not uh, native Dutch. So she moved here, and you know, like you don't speak the same language. So whenever I want to talk about my feelings or like I have some cultural habit, then sometimes um, you can imagine we are not on the same level, and then we like have some fight about it, and. Like I can talk about this with my, uh, like with my Dutch friends, but they have all Dutch um, girlfriends, you know. So, um, so they don't really understand what I'm going through sometimes, especially in the beginning. So, but uh, where's your not wife that from? It's bad, but it's like I love her very much, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we have great times also, but like I had moments that I was thinking, oh well, if I could talk with someone about this, then that would be great. Yeah. Um, where's your wife from? She's from Ukraine. Okay. And like culturally, Ukraine to Netherlands, how like, I don't know, I'm, try I'm trying to understand maybe like the um, cultural differences that would come along with it. What are some things that were like challenging that she didn't get or that you didn't get? 
Yeah, well, um, yeah, maybe it's, it's not a cop thing, but it's just the moving. I mean, like, you can imagine, like, uh, moving to a new house or a new city, that can, that's can be challenging for someone like to find new friends or whatever uh, but like move to a different country speaking foreign language and um yeah you know i'm like uh yeah i don't know actually how to explain i also right. don't want to uh, get too much in details and okay. that, uh, that, that will get too private for me you know? gotcha yeah that's but, understandable yeah. man and just yeah. i'm thinking like ukraine netherlands so is the common language then english or what do you guys what what yeah. is the common language <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we created even our own language, some combination of Dutch, English, and Russian. You know, <laughs> like so. So we talk a bit of, uh, but actually, only English we talk with each other. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah. And did you happen to meet her on Tinder? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, but that, that, that could be fun. No, but we met each other at a Ziggert Festival, a music festival in Hungary. It's it's a big one. It's like seven days, and we we met each other over there, and like it was. Um, yeah, it, it, we we spent time together and uh, that was cool. And so we kept in contact and then um, we thought about uh, living together in the end. Yeah, oh, but no. like the, the the thing what I still want to say like um, because I don't want to talk about it now at the uh, like at this podcast about like the struggles I was going with uh, going through. I mean that's exactly why Turtle has to be um, out there. I mean because there you can be anonymous and you can really talk with someone who uh, can resonate, can understand it. Because like often if you face some uh, mental challenge, then um, you're afraid of the like behavior or the reactions of yeah. people who don't understand what you're going through because only the people who don't understand it, they might hurt you. People who really understand what you're going through, they, they will always pay attention how, what to say. And they like say the right words, you know, they're, they, they can be supportive. Yeah. You know? Cause you're so vulnerable, man, to, to admit when you're weak, yeah. you know, and then there are yeah. just people out there who, either don't understand why you're weak or just honestly get yeah. pleasure out of making you feel weaker, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is a yeah. weird human trait. Um, but it yes. seems, it seems to be a trait. Yeah. 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 No, exactly. Yeah. So it, it actually even like, um, uh, underlined and I, I don't know if I can say it like underlined the need why turtle has to be out there. And, and I honestly believe it. Uh, yeah, it, it might be helpful. For sure, for myself, and I hope also for other people. And so, are you guys? Are you like a computer programmer kind of a thing? And I know nothing about how you would make an idea into an actual functional application. Like, <laughs> so, like, are are you just getting people on an inbox messages for Turtle Social, and then you're connecting them, or how does it actually yeah, so, like? How will it work? So, um, so. Actually, I am not um, the, the technical um, guy. Like, I'm, I'm not an IT professional or software developer. No, um, that's uh, that's one of uh, of the three of us. We're uh, together uh, in this in the team. And uh, Andre, he is um, a friend of us from Ukraine, and he is taking uh, like responsibility of the software development. He's building it with uh, with a great team of other developers, and, like around five or 10 people, it's awesome that it's, uh, that it starts to happen now. And, um, yeah, so, uh, I just wonder like, question. well, no, cause I'm wondering like that code for Tinder. So, and the Tinder is a great example, 
right? So yeah. that technology, that coding, that that algorithm is out there. So like, yeah. is it is it just kind of like a copy and paste, or do you just like purchase? Hey man, if you want to swipe right, swipe left application, we'll sell you the code for that for whatever, a hundred dollars. And then you can customize it to your idea. Almost like when you're building a website now, you know, it, you, mm-hmm. it's just, there's so yeah. many templates out there. That's why I was interested yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so what I know, what he told me is that we will build it completely from the scratch. Like we, we make it all ourselves okay. and, um, it is it is uh, very much different actually than Tinder. I mean, with Tinder you can swipe left or right, but with us it is more of a, like a search engine you use. Um, uh, okay. It's m- more like uh, Google, you know. Got like, you. N- not that I want to compare Google <laughs> with Turtle. I mean, well, yeah, be great, well, but, you, you guys know, are going to be like, way just bigger. Understand. Yeah. So so you can use a search bar filters, and then uh, you type in keywords what resonates with your story or the story you want to read about. And um, people make uh, in their profile, they describe as detailed as they want um, this, the story that they have been through or the challenge that they are facing. And if there are some keywords connecting with the story, uh, with the biography, then they pops up higher in the list. Uh, you can use filter like gender preference, you know, right. age, etc. And they have a list and you can click on that at a profile and you can see at the profile and the story you can see everything what that uh, user is willing to share with you um, we believe that it's important that we give full autonomy to the users uh, so they can choose like they ch- uh, share their profile photo or their age or their right. uh, gender or maybe they want to hide everything or like anything in between yeah man see, and you, and that's yeah, so and you just trust. read through the story and uh, and, and, and if you feel like if you feel you want to connect with a person or like have a chat, you can send a request to chat and you're together in a, in a secure chat. So. Man, yeah, I was going to say, and just with what happened with Twitter and the Bitcoin, um, I, I think pretty much with American prominent blue check people where like, did you hear about that? The blue or the Bitcoin scam? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, Obama's Twitter gets hacked. And I'm thinking about these people being vulnerable and like, man, the safety and trust issues that can come along with that of like, if I actually put my myself out there and then Lord, yeah. if this gets hacked, yeah, you know, I don't, man, it's a, it's an inch, it's a really interesting concept. And I wonder, yeah. I, the other thing I go to is like, how many people will be like bored and fake and just make up accounts yeah. or make up things. But now I'm getting too negative with it. Yeah. I shouldn't be negative. Yeah. No, well, <laughs> That's I, what the internet's done I, to I me. Believe- I believe you should. And I mean, like uh, all of those questions, uh, probably the listeners have as well. I mean, like um, we can talk only like I like to sell it, but but it's um, like I'm not here to sell it. I'm here to uh, to help myself and to help other people. I also don't want to like if I will use myself and I also don't want to have other people uh, to read it if like uh, if they don't understand it. So I really want to have to secure. And that's also what we are um, yeah. going to. So, um, so what we do, we, we don't, uh, uh, use the data for ourselves, like, um, at a lot of, um, platforms and websites, they, uh, use, uh, like they store the data from the users so they can sell it for advertisements, for example, uh, at Twitter, uh, Facebook, right. whatever. Yeah. And so we are on purpose. We don't do that. We don't want to sell people's data. And that's why, because, because we will not store it. 
that's why it will also be um, like less interested for hackers to hack because gotcha. when they you know when they hack the system, they see no data. Um, so then, how yeah. do you make? How do you not not to be like selfish and capitalistic or whatever? But like, then how do you monetize on it? Do you go out and try to get like sponsors and have like ads within it or? Yeah, yeah. So, so how to like, um, like basically the revenue model out of it is like currently we we are uh, we have a, a small investment. It's not that big, but like enough to make the platform out there. We have our own jobs aside, so we do this part time, and um, we are just able to make this platform out there that it's working and that and that people can use it. Though in the future, if if it is a success and people start. Uh, start to be happy and um, like followers or like users starts to grow, then we are um, like, w- then we are thinking of to uh, to cooperate with therapists and coaches oh. um, that it can be in the future some sort of marketplace where um, where coaches and therapists uh, have easier access, like faster access to their uh, clients That's and they idea. can make their own account um, with like for example, a group chat in where they can um, manage um, like multiple user accounts and um, w- who have all the same issues. It's like yeah, or like even being one-on-one. in a circle, like oh, for like um, group therapy, it? man. It's group therapy. Yeah, group therapy. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Group. No, that's yeah. actually that's brilliant. And you know what's um, awesome if, if you're trying to turn COVID to an opportunity is like the whole infrastructure and people are so getting used to digitally connecting on Zooms and FaceTimes and whatnot, where like you can have a therapy session one-on-one without being with that person. So if you want to get a therapist who might not be, who may have been schooled or educated in a different way, you know, like you don't have to have an American therapist anymore, man. You can go get one from Bangladesh (laughs) and like have their insights be poured into you in a non-classical or non-traditional way that can happen. Like you're, it's still amazing me. You're in the Netherlands. I'm in Delaware and we're speaking. So yeah, the therapy yeah. aspect and having that marketplace, that's a great idea. Was that yours? Yeah. Was that yours, man? Are you taking credit for it? Uh, no, I don't want to take credit <laughs> for it. I mean, no, like actually, but I mean, uh, like the biggest ideas are coming from my co-founders and like, I'm, um, I'm mainly the, the guy who is like, um, doing just a lot of things uh, to to make it happen because i uh, i do i i do believe in it and i just want to make uh, make it happen that much that i am like willing to give up almost all my free time uh, in order to make it happen yeah so, so you're yeah. like the logistical connector guy yeah uh, yeah gotcha. i like to see that yeah yeah man yeah and um and <laughs> that it's i i really man i like that idea and i can totally see the if you're looking for clients or even if you're a health coach to be able to maybe pay for this service, you pay a fee or whatever. And now you get access to these people where you can provide actual counseling. You put your accreditation on there. That's a great, that's a great way to bring in some revenue and not like a sneaky, nasty way to do it, but like an earnest, honest, it's almost like being an agent or a middleman connector. Yeah. 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 Indeed. Yeah. That's, that's uh, we have like one post that, um, at, uh, at a turtle social account from um, from Instagram, is uh, where it's written in a sentence like, um, "If one step is too big for you, you better take two." Well, <laughs> like we yeah, and we like to see that turtle is the step in between. You know, like it's such a big step to reach out to a professional therapist. Uh, we know that, and uh, 
Yeah, we made, for example, a survey um, in where like 700 people, they filled it in and 30, more than 30% of them, they, they indicated that they um, ever uh, felt the need to visit a psychologist or a coach, but they never did it. Right. Well, you can have all sorts of reason, uh, but like for sure, some reason is also that just a, bit, uh, a step too big, you know, like it's, it's like really a thing. I'm, well, yeah, man. And think about the stigma of, <laughs> it's funny because I go, I, you see all like the male enhancement products yeah. that come in like yeah. their discrete box. And like, that's the big thing. It's like, you don't want to advertise that you have a erectile dysfunction. So you don't need yeah. to. You don't want to advertise that you're getting anti-balding shampoo. So you don't need to. We'll send it in a discrete package. And with therapy and mental health, how many people don't even want to like pull into the parking lot or be seen yeah. walking into that door or have anxiety about who they might bump into in the waiting room. Exactly. Yeah, yes. that's a great yeah, point man. too, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's well captured of you. Like that's a good example. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe when you guys get big time, you can hire me as a marketer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Like, I will think about it. Always, yeah. always looking to expand my um, earning capacity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. why a turtle? I'm so interested in this. Why turtle yeah. social? Like turtle? Yeah, so like, like, uh, also from for that one, we have like an explanation. We have like, like, uh, one post at uh, our Instagram account, like, what and where we explain all of those reasons. But like, uh, there are a lot of like uh, symbolic meanings behind it, like a metaphor, like, like, like a turtle can hide in its shield, you know, and you uh -huh. know, it's safe, but it's not out there, you know. But uh, we, um, we want to encourage people to go out of the shield and move on, open up about themselves, you know, and um, like be free, um, you know, well, but, but it has more meaning. Like the meaning uh, which I like the most uh, about the name turtle is perhaps that we want to focus um, what people carry at their shoulder, you know, what, the, what, what they have at their back uh, instead of uh, focusing on the face. Like uh, social media is really about like what, how you show your face, you know, what, what is out there. But like we want to be like a, a, a complementary, you know, like a, the, the one where you can share what, what you carry on your back. Right. Yeah. Be heard. Yeah. Interesting. And yeah. what, um, what animals got brought up or what symbols got brought up and then were quickly shot down? Like someone on the table was like, no, that's stupid. We're not going that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't have like really crazy ones, but like we had, for example, um, other ones like uh, a backpack, you know, like uh, something that you carry on your shoulders. Like, okay. um, so, but uh, then we thought like turtle, that, that sounds better and, and it has more meanings. Like it, it's also like a turtle can go under the surface, you know, swimming in the ocean. And that's also what this is about, you know, like, uh, like um, yeah, the, the, most of the things uh, after it all will happen under the surface and people don't have to notice uh, what what uh, what a user oh, might share. Gotcha. Yeah, right. So you can kind of hide what you're sharing, but deal with what you're dealing with without being seen. Yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. See, I exactly, started thinking yeah. immediately of like a donkey or a, or a burrow <laughs> and I'm like, that would... Not like the, the turtle shell is such like an easier logo, you know, yeah. like a mule, yeah. like an, a mule social yeah. sounds completely unappealing. Yeah. <laughs> but turtle social almost sounds like, like it, does, it just has a nice ring to it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so so turtles also actually a pretty popular name, and like there are a lot of um, businesses with a name with turtle in it. So like to yeah. find um, a website, like you, it's it's uh, almost impossible to just have turtle.com. You know, that's 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 really uh, huh. hard to to get that one. So we were like for a very very long time think about like how to make it uh, other way around. You know, if it cannot be turtle or or so, some other way. So. So then we thought, okay, well, instead of um, changing the name turtle, we can change the word com, you know, dot com. And that's why we uh, choose the word dot uh, social, because that defines a little bit of what we are doing. Like it's a, it's a social initiative. Yeah. yeah. With, but the ability, again, if you get freaked out or whatever, get in that shell, hide, but you can also open up in the anonymity. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah. that's something that I didn't realize until I was like um, getting into this the podcast with the getting to know you pod, like the different claims on all the different fucking platforms, man, of like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I guess Facebook, you kind of get your own name, but then, um, websites, like it's so you can have a great idea, a great concept. And then you start going to like all the different ways of how you advertise market it. And one of them's yep. missing and you're like, Oh, can't use it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah it's it's yeah. a weird business dynamic now. We're like, before it was just like, what's the corner store location that we like? Oh, cool. The building's open. Great. That's it. That's all you had to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So what do yeah. you, what do you do for your other job? So I, I'm, I'm at a primary school teacher and I'm no uh, specialized in giving sports lessons uh, to kids from age four till 12 years old. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Wait, Thanks to them. Is yes. that, is that a way of saying you're a gym teacher? Yeah, I'm gym teacher. Yes, I am. Well, so I'm actually more than only gym teacher. I have graduated uh, for two two professions. I can be basic primary school teachers. I did that as well. But um, yeah, I'm also I originally actually I'm a gym teacher. Yeah. What's a team teacher? A gym teacher, like oh, a gym. physical I'm education. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha. yeah, That's what I'm teaching. What did you call it at first? Because I really liked how you said it. A sports lesson. Yeah, I, I am especially. I, I don't know actually how I said it. <laughs> Maybe you can, can uh, turn it back. You know the podcast and right. listen again. Dude, it I sounded mean. it sounded hella professional, and that, then I started thinking like, do they like? Are you a professional trainer? And then I'm putting it together when you say the ages, and I'm like, oh, cool, gym teacher. Dude, gym teachers oh, yeah. like has to be the sweetest job, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm actually a yeah. teacher as well, man. I teach uh, reading. Oh, cool. You yeah. teach reading. I teach reading. Oh. I coach basketball and I'm always jealous of the gym teacher. <laughs> ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what? Cool. And, and, and to, um, to what age do you teach? Um, I think it, so over here would be middle school. So it's like 11 to 14. Oh, uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you like the little yeah. kids or the younger kids a little better, huh? So, yeah, well, uh, like they, they all get uh, like... They're all interesting, you know. Right. Like when they're very young, of course they have less, like less um, capabilities. Yeah. And when they're older, you have uh, better conversations, like more meaningful. Like that, that, that's cool. But like when they're young, that young, that that's also super interesting and sometimes even uh, more funny. Oh, know? dude, it's completely yeah. more funny. Younger kids are awesome. Younger yeah. kids are so much more awesome. Um, cause it's just not as challenging, man. Like as they get older, the social dynamics get more like tribal, 
And they're so yeah. like, they seem to get stuck in the um, inability to, the, the fear of what could be said about them. Where little kids, they'll, whatever, like they'll cry a little bit, but ultimately they'll yeah. just be them because they don't have that yeah. like social limits that they put on yeah. themselves. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's well, uh, well said indeed. indeed. So how, why'd you get into teaching? Because in America, you know, there's a saying, if you can't do teach and if you can't teach, teach gym. <laughs> have you heard that? <laughs> yeah, no, we have the same saying in here. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Maybe that's why I did, uh, did an extra education to be also basic <laughs> primary school teacher. So I can also teach like math and stuff. Yeah. But, um, no, yeah, but why'd yeah, you get so, into it? Yeah, I, I, like for a long time, I didn't know actually what to do, um, like for, for, um, to, to study um i did know that i like doing sports so i went i went in that direction i thought okay well if i don't know i or if i don't like it i can always do something else but i did like it and um i graduated in it and um yeah now actually i, I like it very much so dude it's and so over here in america um Basically, and I'll generalize, I'm Southern Delaware, um, 188 days of work, you're on a contract, you get paid a salary. Um, as of right now, you know, summer's off, Christmas off, a spring break. Like you definitely don't earn as much um, as like if you owned a business or even like worked corporate. But at the same time, the the, the scheduling benefits and the um, even work benefits like our healthcare, you know, our dental, our yeah. vision and all that stuff. It's really what makes it, I mean, aside from just impacting lives of kids, but really makes it worth it or the benefits in the schedule. And I'm wondering, is it kind yeah. of the same thing over there in the Netherlands? Yeah. Um, so, so like uh, insurance and, and so on, like that's more like private, like you, um, you can, you can choose it um, uh, by yourself. It's, it's not like uh, a benefit. Okay. Like I, I was, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, that, that's a difference. But um, it it does um, like uh, we have more holidays, like more vacations. Like currently it's summer in the Netherlands, and we have like uh, like like five weeks off for teachers, six weeks for kids, but five weeks for the teachers. Okay. So so that's that's really uh, a long time off, you know, and that's really a big benefit from it. Yeah, that that's really true. Yeah. Man, so do you know how many weeks we get off in America? No, I don't. Dude, it's like nine. Tell me. Wow. So yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, but is it nine in a row? or is It is. It like, no, um, yeah, dude. That, so that's something that's been um, debated a little bit is the summer regression. And I yeah. thought that. I thought European schools did more like shorter breaks. So what do you get for um your winter break, like for Christmas? Two. Two weeks off. Okay. And then you get like a spring break around Easter as well and like another week exactly. or two? Yeah, gotcha. exactly. And in autumn, autumn one week, Christmas two weeks. Then in spring, uh, uh, two separate weeks also. Yeah. Okay. And so then it's in total still a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so then that's how many days a year do you work a school year? Oh man, I don't, uh, I don't really know. I don't, I don't have the numbers. Uh, you know, right that's now. that's amazing because clearly you teach for the right reasons for the kids. Where I teach to not work. That's why I know how many uh, days. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you, you are pure of heart, where I am corrupted. <laughs> um, no, well, because I guess what I was getting to is I've always kind of liked that model of more frequent and shorter breaks versus 
this nine, 10 weeks off. And then you, you just form so many new habits with nine, 10 weeks off as a child and even as a teacher yeah. and then having to like ramp it up and get back into it. And if kids aren't yeah. frequently reading, frequently practicing yeah. math, frequently being held accountable to wake up, like it's tough. And yeah. I've, I've, I like that model of like a four or five week break in the summer, you get to enjoy it, but then like we're back to business, man. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed, and it's also like like when you're a teacher, you you know it as well. The the pressure is pretty high on working weeks, you know. Uh, like it, it often it doesn't finish when you're like uh, when the school is finished. Like you still have a lot of administration and stuff to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That actually happened yeah. a little bit to me. I had to jump on a work um, Zoom <laughs> before us. That's funny that you bring it up. That it was a teaching thing too. Man, that's so interesting. Yeah. Who knew that I would be chatting with a gym teacher from the <laughs> Netherlands? Yeah, yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Tell yeah. me a little, what's like a gym class like in the Netherlands? Because over here, it's like nothing but dodgeball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we play a lot of dodgeball too. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. God, it's the yeah. best game. Yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, because it is called dodgeball, you know? <laughs> Stop. Is that real? That can't be real. <laughs> no, you also write it different. Uh, I, I think so. But um, so, like, um, I liked my uh, university where I learned to be, a be become a physical education teacher, and they taught me about like uh, the benefits from like a good physical physical education, and that they they say like um, when kids are doing sports, like they like the physical education, they um, it's good for them to feel success and to have a, as much of successful moments as possible. So. How it looks in uh, here, also from my colleagues I know, um, is that you have like uh, most often like three, four, sometimes even five different small games during 45 minutes, nice. like every game like um, five to ten minutes, and um, it's all different um, different um, skills you learn. Like at one place you learn like basketball, for example. Anywhere else you, you uh, you're climbing and yeah. You, you play different things and, yeah. um, and the most difficult one, um, the, the most difficult subject uh, skill, there's where the teacher is standing, me, like, um, and, and help the kids, like, for example, to learn um, rolling or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, dude, that sounds great. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that too. We yeah. just, you know, it's stations, man, which is so yeah. much more fun for the kids because they get to do more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like yeah, and it's also like very important for them to feel confident. It's it's one of the the basic primary uh, the, the basic uh, psychological needs like oh, to yeah. feel competent that you can do something. And yeah, uh, when you don't have that with like reading or like a math, if you're not that good in it, then you have the sports lesson and you you have there something you can. Uh, yeah. yeah, man, dude, I've I've brought that up um so many times so again like i coach basketball and a lot of times you get into this debate of if a kid is not acting well in your class the coach should punish them or like if a kid gets in trouble hold them back from gym and you're like maybe this kid doesn't do well in school because they don't have the skills and athletically that's where they find success and happiness and from a mental standpoint like you need to feel good about yourself when you do something like, like everyone yeah. needs to feel like I'm good at something or else they're going to be in a really bad mental spot. And it's funny yeah. to me that so many people want to take away what some kids are good at because they act up or because they refuse to whatever if they're not doing homework. 
And you're like, well, the kid yeah. can't read. So he's yeah. not going to do the homework. He's not going to sit there and beat himself yeah. up for like 20 minutes, reminding himself yeah. with every sentence that he sucks at reading. <laughs> like yeah. nobody does that. Yeah. Like you as an adult yeah. wouldn't do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's like the thought of punishing, um, punishing a person that it's like, you can discuss about it. Like if that's the best decision to do, uh, to punish someone or, or a kid, like, yeah, to punish a kid. Like often it's just like they, they are lacking some, uh, something they need, you know, like so they need, uh, either to be loved or to feel good in their body or to feel like, um, like fearless or like that, that, that they have trust in themselves. Yeah, the confidence, right? Like that, and the sports yeah. definitely it it gives kids a sense of confidence. And the, here's the other thing that's um happened at least in America with standardized testing, like their gym class and their opportunity to like just be out at recess and play. It it's mm-hmm. a constant battle to keep the time for the kids because they're so schools are judged on their test scores. Mm-hmm. And then we you get older and we have such obesity problems in America. Aside from diet, it's from inactivity because people lead a sedentary lifestyle. And if you don't enjoy running around and doing a bunch of different sports as a kid, you're probably not going to like them as an adult. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and it, yeah. it's, it's awesome. hard that more people don't just fight to let kids be active and discover their own yeah. social circles and build the curiosity all because yeah. of standardized testing being connected to funding, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And actually, I'm wondering, what is the standardized testing situation like over there in the Netherlands? Is it a huge priority? Like once, so in America, just for precedent, once a year, kids take a reading test and a math test, basically. And it's standardized, 50 questions, you get a score, you have to answer so many to be labeled proficient. If a school doesn't have a certain percentage as proficient, they can become under review, they can maybe lose funds, people will lose jobs. And it's a lot of pressure, man, and it can freak people out. So I'm wondering, yeah, is yeah, that I, similar? Yeah. yeah, it's it's very much similar. Also, what you say, like that, uh, that schools have certain scores, and, and that's based on like the tests which the uh, students make. And if they make them very bad, like three times, three years in a row, then um, a school can get labeled as weak. And there is inspection coming. You know, you have to reorganize things, or like, yeah, like all of those things. And um, th- we had a time that even uh, children from uh, five or six years old they were already tested Holy you know like shit. on their cognitive skills but i skipped it now like because that that works out that it doesn't work <laughs> yeah. why. well the other- yeah and it was way too early i mean like they they are um learning so much and like they can sometimes jumps in their development like oh huge in, in, like in a week, they yeah. sometimes they learn like what they can learn in a few months, yeah. and sometimes it just stuck for a while. So it is not that that stable growing as as the methods show or like. The, like yeah. I can't even imagine trying to force a kindergartner to take a yeah. standardized test. Like the people making these decisions, have they never been around like a four or five year old? <laughs> Do they not know the yeah. attention span? <laughs> I yeah. mean, like, it's amazing that they would make that decision. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So how early do they get their uh, standardized test over there now? So no, now they turn back, I think, uh, to the age of seven. That's the earliest. Okay, um, is that like second grade for they, you guys? Or is that second or third grade? Uh, yeah, we call it third grade, I think. Okay. So. Yeah, third grade. Yeah. Same for us then. And, so third grade is when they take them here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. 
Do you have to worry about that at all as a physical education instructor extraordinaire? <laughs> or do yeah. you just get to like have fun with the kids because you don't worry about like scores? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's really uh, like the focus in the Netherlands is really much about cognitive skills. It's really about like the math, uh, the grammar, uh, reading. Um, those three major things um, are priority. And um, uh, like a physical education, it doesn't count that much. I mean, if they are worse at physical education, they are, have very bad scores. They can still go to university, uh, to college, you know, right. like to have the uh, <laughs> highest education possible. So, yeah. But, well, there are like schools, they can um, profile them, like uh, make themselves like more attractive or like uh, say, look, uh, parents, your kids has to go to my class, for, to my school, because this school um, takes care about uh, sports more than other schools. And um, yeah, so, so they, they have like, uh, like different methods and they can have like additional courses after school time like when uh, okay. 3 p.m uh, schools finish the kids can join some extra lessons you know got That's... you wait are your schools private over there or public because you said make your school more attractive so i guess i'm just wondering like choice wise yeah no so it is a uh, all schools are public there are a few um private Though it's increasing very fast now, but it's still very little amount uh, uh, schools which are private, but gotcha. most schools are public. So, but um, why do they need to make them still, more attractive then? Yeah, it's it's like uh, some schools has to be closed because um, the amount of kids are uh, dropping. You know, especially in the major cities where um, where it uh, like more expats starts to live and house prices starts to rise. So a lot of families go to villages and then like I, I work uh, as a teacher in, in Amsterdam and there you feel very much that that family starts to live um, out of the city and you have more of experts like uh, like uh, uh, migrants with a lot of knowledge and they not often have uh, they're not always have kids like some because uh, they're reasons. more professionals, right? They're more focused on the career, the people who are yeah. moving into the city. Yeah. I, I think so yeah like for sure not all of them but yeah. like maybe that that's that's the reason why it gets too expensive for families to raise their kids in uh the capital yeah got you okay so then they try to offer so then do they actually have like school sports teams because you had called it extra lessons and i don't know if that's um we're saying thinking the same thing just saying it differently like we have a basketball team where you can try out. We have a football team. We have a soccer team. We have a cross country team. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we, we, we don't have teams that like, we have like, um, uh, institutions. No, it's not an institution, like a sport club. We club. just have sport okay. clubs and that's, um, a non-governmental organization. It's just like, um, run by uh, volunteers. And they're actually all over the country. Um, about schools, they, like there, there are now new methods and um, new approaches. Like, like they want to explore how it is to combine like those sport clubs and schools together in like a school sport club, some sort of. Right. But um, um, yeah, I, I did not work on one of those yet. Gotcha. But I know there are some schools out there who, who make it like a, a school neighborhood sport club. Yeah, That's right. Some sort of the translation they make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the kids have to pay? If they do the after-school clubs, since they're private, 
Yeah, well, mostly their parents do, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they uh, they have to pay for it, not that much, and but also like if if they have like money issues or like or money issues, like if they if their budget is not affordable to do it that easy, then they can um, uh, approach some fund, and uh, yeah, there, like a... there's uh, there's a fund out there uh, which can help Dutch uh, kids to to join any sports club. Um, yeah. 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 It's interesting. You brought up the neighborhood part. Cause I think that's a huge, um, thing for sports here is you get to in America, you, you get this sense of community, like the community mm-hmm. comes out and watches the kids in the community play. And it's a, it's a, it can be a party, which is part of why COVID has been resisted. I think so hard is now like we're losing on the younger levels, the sports where you go out and you get to socialize and you get to make your friends who live near to you. And I think that's a huge part of why schools, aside from like just the school spirit and taking pride in like going and cheering, I guess, but the social aspect of sports is huge and it for communities. And it's nice that to me, at least that the schools provide them um, the opportunities for people to get together who enjoy the same sport. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially and that's also, also one of the tasks also, uh, as a physical education teacher. Um, it's one of our uh, responsibilities or like like tasks yeah, to to, uh, to help kids join sports clubs or lessons. Or, yeah. Oh, really? So you kind of encourage them, hey, man, go try golf. You'd be good at this, something like that? Yeah, yeah exactly. And if uh, children, uh, like students, they want to learn some uh, like they want to explore or discover new things. That's what I can do, for example, at school. And um, uh, yeah, sometimes we have those guest lessons where uh, a trainer of a certain sport or uh, some hobby uh, uh, teach one lesson to let, let all, all students come in touch with that uh, sport. Yeah, right. Um, that's cool. Yeah, but that's also now more often common that the, the physical education teacher is teaching that after uh, after school time so that the students can just stay at school and the teachers are there. Is there a sport that you are like terrible at? Like you just suck at tennis and you have to teach uh, it and you're like, God, I just suck at tennis. Why am I teaching? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so like I, I, uh, gymnastic. Yeah. That, that's what I'll call it. <laughs> like, so, uh, like to, to make a flip, you know, or, or like stand at my hands. Like I can't do stand at my hands, but like, like that, that, that's it. Like I cannot do more. Like, right. uh, I'm, I'm not that good in like making a flip or whatever. I always have to use a, student to do it yeah like an actual like flip flip like yeah, jump uh, in the air and land on your feet in dutch yeah yeah we call it salto in dutch i don't know the translation like um yeah well but like like uh when you roll in the air you know like yeah you that's and i just and you roll. Yeah. okay wait do you have a trampoline in your gym class yes we do yeah we have a lot of uh, those things yeah how big is the trampoline are you serious oh my god no, well, it, it's a one-person trampoline, so you can run to there, jump in a trampoline, and do some trick in the air, so that oh or jump over uh, some sort of uh, obstacle. Oh yeah. my god, dude! I'm like in my head. Maybe I've just been beaten up. I'm just thinking of the liability of a kid tumbling in the air off a trampoline in school. Yeah, yeah, Man. yeah. So that's uh, that's what we get to teach the kids. Yes, dude, that's they they like it. Yeah. I bet. Are they landing? Like, do you have like a, a softer landing pad that they're getting on or yeah. like 
Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. We have like a a, a big big like we call it mat uh, mat. I don't know like um, yeah. How, how it is called? It's, it's like one big king size bed, you know, right? Where you land at. Gotcha, man. That's so much fun. We um something we have over here in the states. I have a daughter. She's ten, and um, we go to trampoline parks. Have you ever been to a trampoline park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, when you get to the foam pits and you can just let yourself loose on that trampoline and not fear falling, you're yeah, landing yeah. on something hard, so much fun. God, yeah. it's glorious. Yeah. yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, so we don't have uh, trampolines that big as trampoline park. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That, that would be crazy. Yeah. I bet. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, that would be next level school. That would be a marketing for your school. Yeah, yeah, indeed. <laughs> right. Have you, um, so I know our gym teachers, it's happened to him a couple of times where like he'll be playing with the kids and sometimes you forget like how hard you throw or how strong you are and like a kid will run up, especially if you're doing with the younger kids. It can be very, I would assume it would be yeah. very easy to like unintentionally yeah. hurt a kid. Yeah. You know, like someone doesn't know yeah. how to catch and you throw a ball, it just hits them right in the nose. Have, um, yeah. have yeah. you ever unintentionally but humorously hurt a kid? yeah 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 well yeah i I did yeah i uh like sometimes you just throw a ball you know and like or you you join a game like to make it more fun and you know or to motivate and yeah like like the the stereotypes small things that 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 happens then yeah you know like uh the kid cries or like like or it falls even because you throw a ball (laughs) yeah yeah sometimes it happens yeah but like um i'm lucky that that there's until now uh, nothing like super bad happened to a kid, so I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah, I um I've I've been a part of so we'll do a thing over here called field days where basically it's like a sports day and all the different classrooms compete in competition. So like all the sixth grade classrooms go out and they have like you find out who's the fastest kid who um can put an egg on a spoon and cross a line like a water balloon toss kind of a thing. And my favorite part of field day is when the teachers feel like they are still young and kids and like they'll go and try to play soccer with a kid and tear their ACL oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they'll sprain an ankle, jump and play in basketball or, you know, like slip yeah. and fall and bust their head. And, um, yeah. we actually had this one time we call it hula hoop Island. So it's like, have you heard of it? No, but it sounds very fun. Oh, dude, yeah. it's awesome. So it's picture your entire gym floor and now picture musical chairs, but with hula hoops. Yeah. So 20 kids, yeah. 20 hula hoops. You blow the whistle and you pick a hula hoop up. And the only rule is you cannot stay. You can't go to the hula hoop you were just in. So uh, I, you yeah. are just sprinting, you know, at, yeah. for these hula hoops. And then you got to stop on a dime to get in the radius of a hula hoop. Yeah. yeah. Well, so during um, pep rallies, sometimes teachers will be uh, called upon to compete. So you get two kids yeah. from sixth grade, two kids from seventh, so whatever. So, man, there was this one year, this dude flew across the gym and he's racing like an eighth grade girl who is like a yeah. track. She's she's in, on the track team. She's quick. And he really wanted to beat her. <laughs> and yeah. he, he took a little too much of a stride and he just bit it. And he went face down, skimming, nose bloodied. Next day, he's out of work. And we're like, what happened? Tore his ACL, dude. Tore his ACL in front of the whole school running for a hula hoop. It was hilarious. But at the same time, you're like, oh, that's embarrassing. 
<laughs> yeah. So I was wondering, yeah. does stuff like that tend to happen over there where like the teachers start playing with the kids and they start feeling themselves and all of a sudden they're like, oh, just don't have it anymore. Oh, yeah. Well, I, like I, I'm sure I don't have that, that cool of example as you have, but no, yeah. Well, they do they do play with it, but like like I, I think they don't uh, commit to, to the game that much or involve <laughs> themselves that, that, uh, that much. They're not as competitive. That, that's the thing, you know, if you get too enthusiastic and you really want to win, um, I think it's beautiful because you really like, uh, like you get yourself in there and you enjoy the moment, you know, you like be there, but, uh, yeah, then things like that can happen. Yeah, no doubt. God, it's one of my favorite memories. It's one of my favorite, yeah. favorite memories all ever. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I wish it was there. Yeah. yeah. But again, like it just, it, I think it reveals something about me, um, where there's like a word for it, where you kind of enjoy when other people experience discomfort <laughs> and it's oh, not yeah. like in a mean yeah. way but it's just like almost in like the funniest home videos like epic fail type way where you're just like mm-hmm. laughing about it god I'm, yeah. I'm i'm a pretty evil person i think the more i the more i talk <laughs> to people i'm like man i'm just evil yeah um tell me a little bit about your traveling dude because so you met your wife in hungary so i've heard like four different countries come out of your mouth <laughs> yeah. like, you seem yeah, like you indeed, travel yeah. a ton yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I so t- tell about the traveling. Like so, so we met each other in Hungary, indeed, and then after we even traveled when I was going to Australia, New Zealand for a sabbatical. Um, we also traveled together over there for some part. Like I was there six months, but uh, she joined me for two months, and there is where we, we actually get to know each other the most. So uh, a sabbatical, where we get in love, you know, but. Uh, yeah, so I have uh, t- taken a sabbatical, and that's like the biggest thing I can say about my traveling, like that I went to, uh, yeah, to uh, down down under. <laughs> what um, so a sabbatical, you leave work in order to pursue some other interest, and then you get your job back. Yeah, well, uh, the thing was, I was like uh, pretty much guaranteed that I could get a job because. Um, like I had two graduations, like I can do uh, two professions that, that helped me already. And there's a lack of teachers uh, in the Netherlands. So there's like, um, it's sad for the kids because some kids, they don't have teachers or the, the classes are bigger. But um, like for me, it's a, it's an advance because um, I have more uh, opportunities. I can choose yeah. where to, to work, you know. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't, so the sabbatical is not like you had a job and then you left your job, took some time off from your job, and then came back. No, no. So I, uh, I actually um, like uh, took took a year off, and I said, look, oh, well, whenever I come back, I will, uh, I will see where I will work. Gosh. You know, I, I say goodbye, and uh, I took one school year off, uh, went for a half year on. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, so you took it from school. I'm following now. I'm following now. Australia. Why are you going to Australia, man? How come you didn't come to America? We're so much better. Yeah, I'm just yeah, kidding. I think so. I already <laughs> regret. I think I should have been to America, but uh, yeah, well, why I went there is like it's it's quite popular uh, among um, uh, like like how do you call people in the twenties? I, I want to say something like teenagers, but like people in their twenties yeah. that they go to. Yeah. Oh really? Why? What's the appeal? Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, Thailand, like like um, like Asia, Thailand and uh, Cambodia and stuff. Uh, uh-huh. That's popular, and also um, uh, Australia. 
I have no actually no idea why. Um, <laughs> but okay, well, why why I went there is just yeah. because um, um, the, I just wanted to to be as far away from from my uh, like surroundings, like um, from my job, and like everything is still a bit in a rush during my life, like. You go to school, and then when you uh, finish school, you go to work, and you all the time uh, achieve something or you have some goals, and like it's it's a pretty intense life, uh, I would say, like how I feel it. So I thought like it could be great to have just a break and to um, like realize um, what sort of person I am, what do I really want in life, and like. Um, yeah, some, something like that. So I had some savings and I thought, okay, well, I can take this opportunity now and and, and go there. And uh, so I met the plan and um, I, I went there. For, for, for me, it uh, was not because it is Australia. I literally, uh, really literally, I flipped a coin between choosing to Asia uh, and Australia. Oh, and man. then I thought, okay, well, the coin says go to Australia and I still feel good about it. I just go there. Yeah. Nice. Man, that's interesting. So like the whole rat race of life was just overwhelming you. And you were like, man, I need to get out. Yeah, yeah. It, it's still overwhelming me uh, quite often, I would say. Um, but it's, I think, how you take it as well. Um, but for me, it was just the right moment in life to to um, like uh, kind of to, to close some part of my life and to open a new chapter and like thinking about uh, what, what I want to do. So... I, I felt I can u- really use that time. And uh, I was also interested, how will it be, you know, like if you if you don't have like uh, needs to do, like if you have to go to work or you have to go to school, but if you have to do like whatever you want, like like uh, you can choose yourself how it is. And uh, yeah, I and found it very inspiring actually that time. I liked it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like if you became a millionaire or whatever, you, you're – turtle social blows up and now all of a sudden you're like, wow, I just have all this money and I get to choose yeah. what I do with it. Like yeah. that, that does seem, um, I don't know, like the dream. <laughs> I think I would enjoy yeah. it as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so, well, the experience in the end, it was not uh, like the dream as like, um, well, m- maybe also a little bit because I even told my mom, I said, mom, I also go there like just to face myself, like to fight myself and, you know, to get some struggles, go through with and be on an adventure, you know. So that was also one of the goals. Um, I didn't have like really a lot of savings. So it was not like like, I could enjoy a lot, but I was even working a little bit in between, like on a farm. But like I had I had uh, free time, you know, I enjoyed it. And like I had, yeah, I uh Definitely came back to myself more. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. In what way did you come back to yourself more? Um, yeah, I think um, I was always a person like uh, seeking for answers, a little insecure about like doubt a lot about things, and um, and I am also that person who like uh, likes to think about like um, um, big topics, like philosophical questions, and like question myself about even like the goal of life, like what, what, what do I do it for? You know, those sort of things. Mm. And this time off, um, I used my, I took my diary with, with me. And sometimes when you don't have that much pressure, like creativity comes up and I just start to draw things and like, I wrote some words down and yeah, 
that that uh, it did help me. I, I thought I got some uh, some insights that gave me answers. Answers to you figured out the meaning of life because please share it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I will. I I, uh, I like to give it like um, so. Um, so it, it, this is also like a vulnerable, you know, like you have to be vulnerable to share it. But like I do like to share it, and um, if I'm very open, I I like to believe that um, everything is uh, in nature and like everything that exists is some sort of forced to make a connection, like some like a goal, and 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 if you make it then you, you, you receive happiness um, and happiness is kind of the, uh, I, I forgot actually how to call that logo. Well, it, it's like um, we have no other choice than to achieve happiness. Like no one wants to be like achieve unhappiness. And even if so, like if you, if you want to achieve unhappiness, it still makes you happy yeah, because but... you <laughs> achieved it, you know? <laughs> so, I thought like uh, whatever makes um, like is there some sort of principle or thing that I can see the whole time that like uh, creates that happiness and but I always see it like when there is a connection made like um, for example um, uh, you want to go to some place uh, from A to B and you're at B that that gives a little bit of happiness but also like when you're hungry you want to eat and like when you make that. You, when you make that connection possible, you have food, you're satisfied, like um, that you're happy. So there's always a connection. Um, when the connection is made, then you're happy. So, um, and like, like the word connection is actually too small to understand it completely. I think so because hmm. I, I, I tend to see like connections in everything, even like in desire, but also in words, uh, in gravity. You know, a lot of things wants to be connected somehow. And that's so that's why I think now that the main goal of happiness is to uh, to be connected or in another way to to make love, you know, to to feel uh, love. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that I don't know. I don't see it as that radical or that uh, actually that vulnerable. And I'm not belittling your point at all, but I've I've always been like. I don't know if you enjoy what you do. It's like the saying, if you enjoy what you do, you don't work a day in your life, you know? And I've always been amazed at people who, um, either feel like they have to, or actually have to do things that they hate in order to get by in life. And it's always intrigued me as to like the why, well, if you hate your job, are you actively looking for another job? Well, how else would you earn money? Maybe you can get rid of what you have and not need as much money. And then you wouldn't feel the pressure. Right. Or like, why do you, okay, well, if you enjoy that, then shouldn't you be happy doing the things that go along with whatever it is you enjoy? And I've always thought that's kind of like a simple way to live life. Um, But talking to people sometimes like they really do get stuck in ruts and they almost need to be reminded of it. And it's always perplexed me. (laughs) I've always been like, it seems so simple. Like if you don't enjoy it, why are you doing it? (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel... Now, so are you getting, or did you get into more the whole like feeling your consciousness and like, let me just trust that this is what I should be doing? Was that a little bit of a um, battle for you or a yeah, discovery? Well, um, uh, also, um, um, well, 
Yeah, like I, I got actually a lot of ideas also to, to do, like for example, the idea about turtle and start to rise there. Right. Um, but also some uh, some ideas how to uh, use art um, to teach um, something um, regarding those uh, philosophical questions. Oh. Um, so like I, I like to be a teacher and I like to explain things and I like philosophy or like to think about like uh, to have those like uh, psychological questions and you know um, and like I got uh, like six or seven of those ideas I can I can share one one of them uh, with you and uh, then you maybe know a little bit of what I mean yeah I was gonna ask man because I, I that actually it, it's a neat concept using art because the philosophical stuff is so, I don't know what the right word is. Yeah. It's, it's so vast yeah. and it's yeah. not concrete. But then when you look at art, you're like, okay, are we simplifying and explaining? It sounds interesting. Yeah. yeah. Tell me one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so first I, w- I will explain like why, why I like, uh, why I like art and uh, why I think it is a, is a great way of explaining something regarding like philosophical questions. Yeah. Um, like at first, like um, people, um, tend to use art like to also get to closer to those type of answers. Um, you know, some people can see some, some meaning or like some action or a feeling or something in, in the art piece. And um, uh, on the other, on the other hand, it does also like um, at most of the art pieces, there's like some, some very small note, like, uh, please do not touch. Well, that, that's some sort of like invitation for me. I was, I think I want to touch it, but why not? So <laughs> like, I believe like if you can make art where you can have an interaction with people so they can really touch them and have a great experience regarding that artwork, um, they, they will enjoy the artwork much more. And if it can also like uh, some, something has a meaning, then, uh, then people can really understand, um, some philosophical questions like like uh, um, like uh, the, for example how to get the most opportunities out of life like what one of like, it's a big question um really? how to get that you can read tons of books but you can also have maybe an experience what can help you to really get that feeling of like uh, so actually this question uh, like how to get the most opportunities out of life i made already some like concepts some like that's like a, a good word for it like quick model um which is basically like a sand timer uh i made it uh like a sand timer and you you can uh interact with this sand timer so you can catch the sand going through the sand timer you can scoop sand on top and then it goes through and you can catch it with your hands and uh there's a little instruction when people are interacting with this artwork then they uh, have to imagine that every piece of sand is an opportunity in your life. So, um, oh. uh, like, uh, like a, an opportunity in your day, something like that, a chance. Yeah, um, an event. And how how will you behave if you want to catch as much of them? If if that's uh, if that's your goal, you want to catch the most opportunities in your life. How will you behave? Well, then you probably use two hands. You uh, you put them together. You you close your fingers. Um, and then you start to feel some, um, some uh, you, you experience what, what it does. Sand goes through, uh, it, it catches your hand, and then you uh, want to be careful. You don't want to lose them. You don't want to get, 
get it um, slipping through your fingers away. So you, you want to hold tight, but not too much, because if you close your hands too much, you want to control the opportunities too much, then there is less space. So there's really some sort of balance in it. And um, hmm. like, it is super interesting if you, uh, I tested with some people about it. And if you see people behaving in it, some people, they uh, only put their hands under it when the opportunities are already going. Some people have their hands already there when the opportunity still has to come. Um, so they're waiting. Some people put their hands higher, some lower, and it can you can uh, give it uh, the meaning um, you want it by yourself, but um, it can give you some insight in how you're dealing with catching the opportunities. Yeah, it's almost like a, um, would it be a sociological test? Almost like a psychology test yeah. of yourself, like a personality of how you yeah. look at things. That's interesting. What do you think? So the two hands coming together, what do you think that represents? Well, it's beautiful that you capture it actually. Well, um, like, I, I, don't, I don't want actually to uh, to tell this answer uh, before you do. I mean, I, I didn't thought about it yet. And I think you have a great answer yourself because you capture it already. Like uh, what, what can represent? Well, I, I don't know if I have a great answer. I guess I, I would say um, all of you being present in the opportunity will help you to get more of them. Yeah. Well, so you yeah, have to bring yeah. your other hand in there because that represents all of you. But then I started thinking about the yeah. fingers being closed and like, what would that, what would that mean for opportunities? Yeah. The fingers being closed. Yeah. 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 So that you're not too open. Well, that, that was what, what I was thinking, like that you're not too open, not too wide. I mean, like if, you say, if you say yes to everything, it, like, like you, you uh, then you also lose opportunities because it's just not possible to do, um, like to be uh, like to have, for example, no sleep. You know. Yeah. You, you have to you have to choose between things you do and how you spend your time. So. Oh man! And then if you're catching it high, is it you are too excited or you have anxiety about missing opportunity? Or is it yeah. you're impulsive and you can't wait for the opportunity? <laughs> and then yeah. if you're catching yeah. it low, are you like a lazy, lethargic person? Or are you confident because you know the opportunity yeah. will come? Like you could almost Ex spin that like any way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that's, and that's so cool. And, you know, um, I also I also believe that like um, answers for people, they're uh, often inside of them and you just have to discover it by yourself. And sometimes some people can say something that can inspire you because actually you knew that that's the truth, you know, or that's, that's uh, the best advice for yourself. And the, like um, connecting with, with some like social sociological tests or like artwork like this um, can just help you to, like get an extra confirmation. Yeah. Oh yeah. You need, you know, I, I knew that it's like this, this is just uh, what I have to do. Or like, I feel it indeed like that. Yeah. And it's funny, man. So like if we go with, I'm just going to go like, I put my hands close because I'm anxious. I'm going to miss the opportunity. So as soon as it comes out, I want to grab it. Right. Yeah. And knowing yeah. that about me, I might actually feel like bad, right? Like, Oh my yeah. God, why I'm always anxious. Why I'm always impulsive. But that can yeah. lead to the unhappiness. So then all of a sudden you're like, you know about yourself. You're like, dude, I'm just an impulsive person. If I don't like that, when I feel the yeah. impulse, I can change it. Put your yeah. hands lower. The sand will come. The yeah. opportunity will come. Or you embrace yeah. it. And you're just like, fuck it, yeah. man. I'm impulsive. If people can't deal yeah. with it, I guess I shouldn't be around you anyway because being around you makes me feel terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
dude, how'd you come yeah. up with the idea? That's such a neat, I did not think you were going when you said art, I was picturing pictures. Yeah. And when, yeah. when you yeah. explained it, I love that like almost interactive concept. How'd you come up with that? Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, well, so so those are days I came up with uh, when I had that sabbatical, when I was going out, uh, I was just like drawing and thinking often in symbols and like uh, maybe even like uh, being at the beach and like go playing a bit with sand. And then I actually don't really uh, capture the moment when, when it was there, but it was for sure in a moment that I, I had a feeling of like no pressure on myself, like not... Um, yeah like no schedule because, yeah indeed like because like my like like it, that in the red race being in there like uh, going to a job go, going home or but um yeah like uh, fixing th things in a house like all of those things you know um yeah. it, it's it stops your creativity actually well oh. mine uh, it does for my for me and no, for dude, me for it everyone. helps to just have uh yeah to have a break yeah. no yeah, yeah yeah i think for everyone and it's part of um and I, I don't want to divert too much, but I, I always like saying it. It's part of what I worry about with the um, screens that kids have. And I don't know how predominant or evasive it is over there. But like I was getting my oil changed today and this little boy had to be like three. His mother's mm. handling stuff. No judgment, but a little bit of judgment. And the kid's on an yeah. iPad, man. Like the whole time yeah. the kid's on an iPad. And I'm like, okay, well, you want him to be quiet, compliant. I get it. He walks out and as he's walking to the car, kid's still on an yeah. iPad. And you're like, dude, how much of life are you missing, kid? You're three or four yeah. and you're literally, you can't walk and be walking. You have to walk yeah. and be on that screen. Like, what are you missing out on just in your mind discovering versus being force fed whatever it is on that screen? It, um, yeah. it, that's something, man, that freaks me out, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think people yeah. undervalue the um, opportunity of stillness and your mind wandering. Cause you do, you, you come up and you think of all types of cool shit yeah. like that. Like yeah. that sand thing is such a fucking cool interactive concept to think about personality and how you deal with opportunities and then to have discussions yeah. about like, well, how? Yeah. Th thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah. So do you just it like put that on your yeah. front porch and just watch people come by your house and then you just fucking like laugh and you record them or something? <laughs> or you have like conversations in the park, you just like set this up in the center of a park, you put a sign up and you're like, please come partake in my art. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, I, that's a great idea. Actually, I have to do that. Well, that's also stepping out of my comfort zone, but actually I like to, uh, to, to take those challenges. Oh, dude, well, that'd be dope as hell, man. If you went to like a little public yeah. park and you just made a pop-up yeah. art exhibit like that. Yeah, yeah. Stroking. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I will do that. Well, so um, so, so how I uh, started, like what, what forced me actually to, to make this happen, this, um, this sand timer, um, because I had it just already in my, I, like written down this idea, but um, like uh, I was at a certain event and then there was a question like, um, uh, to a group of like 100 people sitting in an audience. No, no, it was less like 60 or something, 80. <laughs> I don't want to make it too big, but okay. There was so like a, a speaker. Uh, he said like um, for like startups and um, I was there for for Turtle, like to, to get some information. And then there was a question about like, um, like who of you would like to make um, like a business, like a good business and become financially independent um, if that's possible. Well, many people raise their hands yeah, right. um, because that's uh, logical. That's the and dream. then <laughs> the question raised like, uh, who and who of you already want to uh, know 
what you will do with uh, that new situation if you are financially independent. What will you do? And then only a few people raise their hands, like not not a lot of them. And um, so I also raised my hand and then the speaker came to me, asked me like, well, what will you do then with that? And then I said, well, if I had uh, financially, I was financially in the, uh, independent, did not have to work to like get my food and stuff, you know, and, and then pay my mortgage, then I will uh, create um, art where I can explain some some uh, like psychological question or philosophical uh, question and um, then there was like a lady in the back of the audience who raised uh, their hands yes that I want to talk with you this is great you know like it's amazing uh, that I did so I get in touch with her she did something with uh, like uh, team buildings for uh, for businesses and she asked like do you have already something like that uh, that it can teach? You know, uh, we have an idea, and I said, "Well, we can meet." And um, so we went for a meeting. I made a small prototype. She started testing it with a small team building with two people, uh, or like three or four. And and um, then she gave it back to me. In the end, she said that she liked it very much, but unfortunately, uh, that group of uh, for the team building didn't like it that much or didn't attach that well hmm. um, for some reason I well I couldn't be there because I was teaching uh, like uh, you know it's hard to uh, to take a day off then but right. uh, I couldn't be there oh, so it she... was a pity that I, I couldn't explain it myself because that might be different but um, oh yeah well, dude, for sure because yeah. and that that's something like that where you get lost in communication and it's so hard to take your vision and have <sighs> someone else try to implement it like that's yeah yeah you're right and man yeah. she couldn't I, I find think out. that's that was the clue well um i i liked it as um a lot that she like believed in it and um i had a reason to bake to make uh, something small so right. i still have it now and lately i tested to two of my friends and uh, they also enjoyed it and uh well but but no no more than that sooner we'll do it in the park <laughs> dude the big i just it, it's it'd be like a real interesting like especially, and I'm almost looking at it like as a counselor. If you're trying to help people discover traits about themselves and just open up conversations, but at the same time, it could just be fun to like, if you were drinking, shoot the shit with your boys about that and like get yeah. deep into the philosophy of life and your opportunity. Yeah. Do you have yeah. what's um what's a not have you done another one or do you have an idea for another one? Yeah, I have an idea for another one. Um, well. But it's also complicated, and I did, I did not make anything about it because this is just way too big and too ambitious. But perhaps it, it might, maybe it will be possible in the future. That's like um, this I call the stare of life, like the huge stare, um, and like every step on the on the chair uh, stair, every step, um, uh, like symbolized one year of your lifetime, and. Um, like let's just say you live a 100 years then the step has the stair has 100 steps you get it so far oh yeah man i'm with you yeah yeah and um so like the first step is like uh, representing your first year and that's the biggest let's say it is 10 meter long oh. so uh, you have to walk a lot on that step and the second one is five meter long it is um it's exactly the half of the first step. It's one part out of two. And oh. then the third step 
it is three meters, three point, uh, point three, 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 uh, one third, you know, um, so that's around three meters. And then the fourth step is 2.5 meter. And it has, um, like, it is, it's quite hard to explain. I, I like that you ask it, but, uh, you know, I no, don't dude, I'm picturing it. So, it. so, so in, in a very, in an over, oversimplified way, basically every year you grow, every year you're alive, you have half as much step. Um, yeah, well, yeah, almost. So, yeah, no, I'm so, so it's like, shrinking. Uh, the part of your life, like I'm now 30 years old. And so this is, um, this year is one, uh, one part out of 30 years. So like one thirtieth part of my lifetime until now. And when I will turn, if I turn a hundred, then that's, uh, that year will be one part out of a hundred, like one hundredth oh, part. Oh, gotcha. Now I'm with you. I got you. So it's just a, it's and, a percent of the fraction. Yeah. So when you're four, yeah. that's one out of four. It's 25%. Yeah. So then that step is yeah. 25% of whatever your first step was, which was a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh. yeah, exactly how you, how you tell it. And this uh, artwork can explain why life tends to be uh, going faster uh, when you're getting older. Oh. And it, it will be great to just walk up that stair and walking. And when you're, for example, 18 years old, uh, th then you're like at the 18th step. And you, you know, okay, wow, I'm actually already pretty far because like my earliest years felt that that long because I only experienced that like my first year, I only experienced it once, you know, and the second one is already my second experience. So it's like, like, um, uh, 50%, uh, you know, mm. yep. man, that's interesting. That, that is another philosophical thing about life going faster when you get older. And sometimes yeah. it almost feels like it's, it's because you're busy. But the other thing is that you just said I hadn't thought about is like you are repeating a lot of experiences and when things exactly. aren't new, they don't last yeah. as long or they don't seem as long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. And, and the funny thing about it is that like the difference is uh, you, you, you almost don't notice because uh, yeah, you told me you were 40, yeah, you said? Yeah. Well, so the difference between like um, – one part out of 39 or one part out of 40 that's so less i mean the older you get the the, the less you feel the difference actually you know it's oh yeah and, dude uh, it's so easy to yeah. be like and it it almost goes back to me laughing at the um again laughing at the guy who tears his acl sprinting because i think he might have been like closer to 45 or 50 but in his, in yeah. his mind he's still probably thinking he's like 28 yeah. because of the I've, distance like you're saying Man, what a great visual representation! Yeah, dude, yeah. I never thought yeah, about it, it either. It, it will be amazing if this, but it, this uh, has to be very, very big because yeah. people have to walk on it and, and to get the experience. And in order to make this happening, um, yeah, I, I, now yeah, here's I don't know. here's I the need real to get question. Support somewhere, Martin. Here's the real question. I just got the nerve to uh, try to say your name the correct way. When yeah. you get when you get to, and we'll just say a hundred, and you die. Yeah. Do you have to go down or do you get to go up? How yeah. do you make that? Cause that think about that dude. Like if, if you always have to go down, it's yeah. basically like a representation of like when you die, you go to hell. Yeah. 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 
So this is also like it's always with art that people can get their own uh, meaning in it. You know, uh, I have my own meaning in this, but I don't know if it's it? smart to share. But I, yeah. I will do it just like my meaning. I, I will go ahead. Um, so well, it is cool to like if you stand at that hundredth uh, step to see nothing there uh, because like 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 it looks like maybe going down, but perhaps it's going up. I don't know. But um, like the the thing that that I believe is that um, well, I, I, I will just I will just go for it and tell something very complex. But I think it is complex. Uh, but okay, um, um, yeah, this is in order to answer the question. Okay, well, uh, if you if you put a radio wave on the first step, you know that ten meter, you put a radio wave. Okay. Um, and you have there a radio wave, and you have, for example, a radio wave at the tenth. Uh, no, well, rather say the fiftieth uh, step. You know that it's already uh, much smaller, but yeah, still the same radio wave. Okay. And if you take then that that fiftieth step, you put it next to the first step, and you pull out the radio wave to make it as long as the first step, then you have like a lower. Um, uh, wave you know it's like um if you turn it into a voice you have a lower voice because the wave doesn't vibrate that frequently okay got gotcha. you then yep. yeah um well the, like actually i'm explaining something else but this is also interesting <laughs> so <laughs> so it actually like it is it's very fascinating that like if you have that radio wave at the first step or like your earliest steps then it is has a vi vi very high tone, like very high frequency, what um, represent like ac accuracy and like how much energy you have, which very much resonates with kids. And ah. when you're getting older, um, that's also super interesting. And you're representing more of a, a lower frequency, you, you get like a, a lower voice. Um, or if you say something with a lower voice, it reaches much way more far than when you do it with a high voice. Meaning hmm. that when you're getting older, you have more influence, you can affect more things, and um, you can reach more far with uh, right? less effort. Yeah. That's a great little addition. I like the energy and the voice yeah. representation on the step. Plus, it would yeah. just be trippy as hell if you could get some sort of like um, LED screen or whatever. You know, like yeah. it's almost like a clear step and then you see this wave. Yeah, yeah. You know what I realized yeah. when – so I started actually doodling a picture of this as you were explaining it just to like keep a head, keep it in my head. Yeah. And I actually now wonder – I saw the staircase as going straight up. But then I'm like yeah. that reveals something about yourself as well. Why can't it be a spiral or why do all steps have to uh, always go up? Maybe like yeah. every fourth step it actually goes back down or – and then you're walking maybe in a circle where when you get to your hundredth step, it's actually yeah. back at your first step, right? So yeah. like in my head, I'm like wondering yeah. like, man, just me thinking of a classic staircase, straight up, yeah. right angles, um, yeah. that probably yeah. reveals something about how you see life. Yeah, 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 yeah. indeed, yeah. So, so what happens in, when you die though? End, um, that was the yeah, original what, what question. How do you what, get down off the stairs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, what happens when you, for example, uh, when you're dying, you have, you have your you you reach your last step. Reach the last um, step. Yeah. What what I um, 
tend to see is that um, um, like every step you take in your current life, you have uh, a lot of energy and actually that energy is getting less and less and less. You know, it's, it's, it looks like it's the whole time minus one, minus one, minus one every year. It's, it's like, uh, because you have that, um, uh, like the radio wave, uh -huh. it's getting, it's getting less, um, active, you know? Yeah. What I mean? It's finite. I do. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have yeah. unlimited energy, man. You could use it. It's just like draining a cell phone. Yeah. So, um, like thinking of that every time it, you have a little bit less energy, I like to believe that when you die, you have the whole time uh, a little bit plus energy uh, until you have enough energy to kind of be launched back into life. And, have, and then you have lots of energy. So when you re re we are reincarnated, like your battery is fully charged, you know, you go back into life with super much energy. Gotcha. It's, uh, so how it's do like a key uh, from the Buddha, you know, like the, the Eastern, like from... Like uh, they they had those uh, a, a Taoism is it, is it I think so that um, they have the word key and the key is yeah, life energy and they explained like you have when you're born you have a lot of that and during your life you lose a lot until you die and everyone loses its key and your life energy and where you're dying it's gone but I like to believe that the key is charging when you die when when you're dead like you have so uh, then. You know, it would be really neat too, is if on all of these steps, as people are going on them, you have the ability to push a button and it's like a trap door opens up. So like when the yeah. person's on the 38th step, you hit a button and they just fall down into a dark hole <laughs> and it's like recharging and like, on, like uh, on, they see on the mirror or something like that. It's like, you yeah. have lost your key recharge here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that, that, so can you represent that? The recharging when you run out of energy, can you represent the recharge or do you not want yeah. to? So, um, I was thinking like, um, like at the, to, to make this stair, um, like ha have some, some, some walls at the side of the stair, uh, and where you can see, uh, some, explanation some text and some uh, uh parables um like yeah oh, uh, as you're for going example, with the radio wave you know so I, I can explain that in over there and as well with the key so yeah that's interesting too so like on your journey yeah. of life you're learning as you go <laughs> wow that's beautiful what you say yeah, yeah indeed. dude man that's neat and all yeah. this shit came from a sabbatical in Australia, huh? You just found out you just really <laughs> loved thinking about this shit and representing it in a way for yeah. people to think about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel actually because, um, like d during my whole life, I think so, I was very insecure with a lot of things and started to doubt about many things, you know, like I was, I was always that kid, like always questioning, like, but why, why is this? And, uh, why is that? And also asking why that to myself, you know, and that forced me to take a, take time off. Uh, it's interesting yeah. that you see that as insecure where I would just see it yeah. as curious. I'm wondering yeah. why you yeah. take it as insecure. Yeah. So I think like, uh, curiosity uh, can affect insecurity as well or other way around yes hmm. well uh, just because you're not sure about something um, that's like 
I I think I have that like during my whole life. Like um, when I was a kid, I was like really like not secure about how I had to do things. So I was checking it very proper or like like uh, leaning on others a little bit. Mm. You know, had to be and, the right um, way. Yeah, but it, it like out of that also rises curiosity. I mean, someone who is super self confident wouldn't ask those questions as well. It's um, yeah. You need to be uh, you need to be insecure in some something or yeah to be curious. Yeah. You think so, huh? You need to be insecure yeah. to be curious. What was it mostly wow. like religious things that you were questioning about? Uh, yeah, also, uh, but like I actually like a lot of things just like how they exist. Like yeah. Um, what do you mean? Like, yeah. like you would just walk around the park and be like, mommy, how come this flower is here? Yeah. 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 For example. Yeah. Or why is the sky blue? You know, like th those questions. Yeah. Oh, I'm, that man, I just don't see that as insecure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's not, not something where like, what is insecure, but like, like what, what other people might think about me and why do they think about it? And like, uh, what will it affect? You know, like all of those questions is more insecure and, I, uh, gotcha. I can admit all those I have as well, like still have. Yeah. Gotcha. And how yeah. funny is it that, and I think this happens a lot, man. So if you're kind of insecure about what people think, it, it's interesting to me that you're willing or trying to create art that will be interpreted and force you to interact with people and have them tell you what they think about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, like, yeah. like it, it's not like, um, um, is it a saint, a saintness, sadist, where they hurt themselves, sadomasochist, where they hurt themselves uh, and they enjoy the pleasure? I don't think yeah. it's on that level, but it, I think a lot of people wind up doing that. Things that make them that they struggle with, that they um feel uncomfortable with, they actually put themselves yeah. in that position, um, yeah. often. Yeah, well, I completely agree with that. Like, for my situation, it's very much true. Um, I also, like, I was, um, when I was young, I was shy to talk in front of an audience. Um, <laughs> so, like, why why to become a teacher, you know? It's right? way easier to do something else. Um, like, to, do, to avoid, to avoid um, like, audiences. But still went to that uh, school one uh, to become sports teacher. Yeah. And... You know, it's um, super interesting that I don't think, uh, I think and when you said it about, about um, back at the self-help part, I'm all mixed mm -hmm. up because I'm trying to get the words. When you were talking about if you were financially independent, what would you do? It's yeah. like everybody, I, I feel like that would be the majority of people. And if anyone's listening right now, like I hadn't really thought about what I would do if I was financially independent. I was like, well, I would pursue my interests. But then the follow-up is, well, what are your interests? Yeah. And you really do wonder, like, man, what? Have I thought this out? Yeah, I want it. But then when I get it, what would I do with it, this financial independence? Yeah. And it's awesome that you actually had a thought of, like, no, this is my pa this is something I'm passionate about, and I would pursue it. Yeah. Yeah. Would you yeah. still teach? If you were financially independent, would you still teach for the love of teaching? Or are you like, hey, kids, I'll see you on the playground, but I ain't going to be in charge hey. of you? Yeah, I, I will... Uh... I will go fully on, on the other project. I am I'm sure about yeah. Man, that's neat. and I also think that because of that, I also think that that's why I am not I'm not going in that direction yet. 
or or maybe will not be but like that's why i'm not uh, financially independent yet because i think i still uh, can learn a lot of uh, teaching kids and um to grow myself uh, oh yeah like yeah well you have to so. it's amazing and and it is something that um you do realize as a teacher and i think with the homeschooling more parents are realizing um the importance and what a job, how difficult it can be to get whatever 20, 30 kids to focus on one thing and accomplish yeah. one goal and learn one skill and repeatedly do that day after day. Like it, it, it takes a lot, but in yeah. order to do that, in order to teach, you really do have to learn. And it's almost like yeah. a TV show production or a newscast where like hours goes into a three minute clip on a movie of planning, yeah. preparation, editing. The same thing happens when you have to teach a concept. You spend so much time thinking about it and really learning, anticipating what people might not understand and how to explain potential un- misunderstandings. Um, yeah. it, and it can reveal a lot about yourself. You learn so much about yourself and about the world yeah. by having to teach others how to do anything. Yeah. 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 Man, got deep. Now, when you went to Australia, and I don't know how much of this you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but like, how much like psychedelics are involved to get into these deep thoughts for you? Are you like steady drinking <laughs> beer, smoking weed and all that stuff or uh, no comment? <laughs> so, so well, uh, truly, I, I think well, maybe I drink some beers, but like, no, um, I, I think um, I, I think like to get uh, to, to the, the best ideas, um, it's the best to just be clear and, and uh, like sober. Yeah, I think so, actually. Ah. I would well, not well, expect that answer. Probably I'm wrong because I, honestly, even though I'm from the Netherlands, but I, it's not that I uh, smoke weed daily. It's yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't uh, use drugs actually that often. No. Yeah. I was shocked. As soon as you said you worked in Amsterdam, every single person in America, <laughs> like um, my, my mind immediately went to like the debauchery of Babylon <laughs> and like, yeah. it's just everything. That's, that's almost like the, yeah. uh, the pop culture opinion or, yeah. or perception when you say Amsterdam, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Man, interesting. Well, um, so never really got into drugs then, huh? Yeah. Well, uh, I, yeah, I, I like to, uh, I like to actually to encourage people to get as much experiences as possible because it can give you some new insights. Though I don't want to recommend people to do, to use drugs, of course, but right. you know, uh, yeah, I think, I think. Uh, like new experiences as with traveling goes, like if you travel or you do just a new, new sport or like a, a different hobby or talk with someone who you for sure never talked about, it can uh, give you new thoughts and insights and like I think some wisdom perhaps. Yeah. That's very true. And so then man, when you're um, experimenting, that's, yeah, I don't want to paint you in a way because you are a teacher. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it be. But it's just interesting sometimes to think like, you try to keep kids away from drugs, but it'd be like, what if a kid tried a drug and actually then didn't like it instead of like yeah. creating this culture of drugs are bad, drugs are bad. Now the kid wants the bad. What if you're like, yeah. I don't know, man, like weed is weed. Give it a try. Do, do you enjoy yeah. the lifestyle? Do you enjoy what comes with it? Are you happy and content smoking and what it does? I'm not saying like give it to a kid who's 10 because it, it fucks with the brain. It does things like it's just like drinking. Yeah. I think you got to be formed and developed. But it's yeah. interesting, and the war on drugs here, the decriminalization, the legalization yeah. that's coming, it's made me think about it in a different way. Like my daughter, if my daughter tasted wine, and I don't know if she has, I haven't given her any, but like if my yeah. daughter tasted red wine, she might not yeah. drink red wine for the rest of her life 
because it tastes yeah. disgusting to kids. <laughs> yeah. 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 You yeah. know? Yeah. But like, yeah. it, but if you tell her no, 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 and you hold it back from her and she never gets to like develop um, an understanding of it. And then all of a sudden yeah. she's in college 22. She might just go on yeah. a fucking bender because she, it's yeah. been being built up as this thing to not do. And you want to kids. I think most kids want to explore. It's an interesting yeah. concept. Yeah. I like exactly. That. Yeah. You put that well together. It's, it's an interesting concept. Um, I like to believe as a teacher to to, to teach um, students, kids, and well, even people around you to to teach them, uh, or, or actually to empower them to think for themselves. Um, and um, like we, you, uh, I think teachers, um, but also parents, can help kids uh, with uh, giving some reasons why or why not, and be open about it. And look, this is it, you know, like. Um, it has those effects uh, if, if you really want to. Um, it is smart for me to don't stop you. I mean, because that, that can make it even worse. If you explain the whole values about it and how you're in it and what is the dilemma as being a parent or as being a teacher, um, giving advice about things or like talking about it. I think if you open up about it, a kid can understand it very well. I think so. Yeah, I... I think that's a big thing about the um, war on drugs that people can forget. And maybe with the mask mask issues in America, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like most people kind of understand like, oh, so if I went to the store, let's say heroin is legal. So, okay, if I go to the store and I buy this heroin, I will pass out, throw up on myself, lose any sort of job or relationships that I get. And I'll never feel as good the second time as I did the first time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I want to do that. <laughs> like yeah, how many exactly. people, how many people yeah. go down that road? Right. And yeah. like, yeah. I, I just don't, and I get their addiction issues and whatnot, but I feel like for the vast majority of people, they would be okay making the right choice of like, you know what? I have to work or I have to play with my kid today. I'm not going to do a bunch of Coke. <laughs> Like, yeah. I just feel like yeah. it would be a common sense thing. Um, but yeah. maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe someone knows something yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I am with you actually. Yeah. Dude, I'm wondering, man, cause I, again, Australia was, I believe the eighth country now that I've heard you speak about. What is your like favorite trip you've been on? Favorite place you've gone to? Uh, so, uh, wow. That's actually a hard question also. I also like to believe um, um, that like every place can be great and awesome. It just depends uh, how you how you deal with it and how, uh, what what uh, what you make of it. Good. But, so tell me like, the crappiest um, place then. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but um, like going to New of uh, Australia and New Zealand was like together, like that trip because they're close together. But. Um, yeah, that was for me very changing, like life changing, because I got some new insight. It was like a turning point in my life. I mean, before I was um, like students and like learning a lot of things, and uh, after uh, like started to work and like like start to find uh, uh, to buy a house, you know, like that sort of things. Uh, so um, it was like a growing up, yeah, process for yeah. you. Exactly. So huh. for me, that one has the most meaning, uh, not because of the, the beauty of the co uh, country or like um, 
like interesting experiences over there but it's it was just like a, like a, a life life-changing uh, time yeah gotcha yeah. Man, it, it's it, it's funny because i think a lot of the australia the vibe the new zealand it's i think it's what you say which i don't know if enough people are willing to take that where it's get as far away as you can like literally yeah. physically far 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 away and see what you are outside of your normal environment see where your mind yeah. goes um i think that could yeah. be a be an interesting thing for people to do yeah. i know i've never really done it yeah yeah have you ever traveled uh, like to out outside of america uh, yeah, I've been to Mexico a couple of times. I think when I was younger, I went to England. I, I don't think I know oh, I wow. went to England. Um, but now honestly, not, not much been to Toronto <laughs> for a little bit, but it, it's something, um, I don't know, man. It, and I asked myself, like, do I have that? Oh, let's go. But then I'm like, what am I traveling for? And the, my number one thing that I would travel for is food. Like I'm number <laughs> one on my list is dude, if we're going somewhere, how good is the eating going to be? How like flavorful, yeah. how, how unique, where am I getting, or like, are we just like living on McDonald's no matter where we go? Right. Like if I, yeah. I've been to places where people are like, Oh dude, let's go to Starbucks. I'm like, you're, you're kidding me. Yeah. We're, we're, you know, whatever, a thousand miles from home and you want to get something that we could get five miles yeah. from our house. That makes no sense. Yeah. Um, but then I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know. It, I think a lot of people trap have the desire to travel, but I don't know if most people, Go with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you, how do you travel, dude, as far as like luggage? Are you just a straight backpacker? Uh, I, I was I was in Australia, New Zealand. I was a backpacker. Yeah, I was uh, hitchhiking on the, on the way. And yeah, oh, the, the, it was cool. I, I liked it. It was like, it was also my budget allows me to do that. I mean, I could <laughs> like, like do uh, very luxury things. But um, yeah, that, that that's... Um, how easy was yeah. it to hitchhike in Australia? So it, it was um, it was actually like a very different. Like sometimes you had a, had a lift like within five minutes, but sometimes it took me hours, like um, like really three four hours. I was walking just next to the road, and yeah, that's sometimes it takes like that. But um, yeah, it's it was interesting. Yeah. Is there like, are you getting picked up by truckers? So like here in America, I, I would assume a lot of things like you're going down the highway and a trucker who's driving eight hours is just picking you up, have some conversation with you, something like that. Um, I'm wondering yeah. like, who is the typical, I'll pick you up person in Australia? Yeah. So uh, the typical uh, who picked me up was like always open. It was uh, like, um, in, like, like a 50-50 men or women. Um, really? but like they were always open and like um uh, thinking about people who are open you can imagine like some people were like like um open because they are like uh pretty um uh, how do you say it like um like uh, how do you call those people like hipsters you know like a uh, hippie hippie uh yeah, yeah. hippies so they just hippies. have a free spirit uh, yeah, so some of them were like that, but also other people, like, I was also uh, sitting in a call with uh, a businessman, you know, who was also uh, just open and interesting, like, like very human, actually, I don't know how to uh, explain it more, but yeah. So yeah. just open people, and it's funny, like, are you talking to them about them, or are you just having a conversation about the weather? Are they asking you about your travel and stories? 
Yeah, well, it always goes like, uh, where, did, where are you going to, you know? And then, like, <laughs> what's your plan? Where are you coming from? So it's often actually about the travel. But, yeah, it's just like, um, as usual, how you get to know people. Um, so you, you start uh, questioning over and over. Like, that's actually how we are doing now. Like, we get to know each other's life about, like, how it's going with, uh, like, uh, Corona in the Netherlands and how it is in the U.S., right. you know? So, uh, yeah. So I've, I've hitchhiked a couple of times, um, back when I had to like get to work when I was younger, but I was a teen, I think I was like 14 and, um, the two experiences, actually three of them, but two of them that really messed me up. The first one was the dicks who pull over and you like start jogging to the car. And as soon as you put your hand on the door, they peel out. Did, did yeah. that ever happen to you yeah. where like they pulled over, no. like you were going to get a ride and you've, you've been walking for a fucking hour or whatever. And then all of a sudden yeah. they just, and they're out. <laughs> yeah, no, no, luckily not. No, oh, yeah. dude, I hate those people. Yeah. If anyone listening is one of those people, stop being that person. It's just so mean. Yeah. So mean. Yeah. And then yeah. this, my... it, it, um, t- talking about traveling, I actually want to, uh, make a, a short travel to the toilet. <laughs> you don't mind. Um, yeah, we were talking for uh, now, what is it, like uh, two hours, and I really enjoy talking, and maybe we can uh, continue talking on a later moment, but um, I actually have to go off, you know. You run out of time? Okay, well, let me do this, man, because this is how I um, end the podcast. Do you have maybe like three, four, five more minutes? Yeah, sure. Yes. Okay, yeah, let's do that then. So, Martin, prepare mm-hmm. to tell a story almost like I was telling a story. Um no pressure, interpret it how you want, much like your art. Can I get your best first for last? We've saved the best first for last. Sponsored by Abstinence. Waiting makes it worthwhile. So my best first uh, for last, that's, um, I guess that I was uh, studying uh, or actually uh, did a specialization in philosophy and ethics. No, um, you into philosophy? I could have never yeah. guessed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But well, I, well um, you wouldn't guess it if uh, if you were uh, realizing that was uh, when I did a specialization, I was actually uh, um, studying for a bachelor's degree as uh, a physical education teacher, like a <laughs> sports teacher. And I was the only one of my whole year who did an uh, external minor like to specialize myself in philosophy and ethics ah. all of my uh, classmates like or other yeah. uh, students from my year th- they did some internal uh, minor some specialization what was provided at my uh, university and i went outside to a different city just oh. because i loved it so much and uh, well it, it definitely changed the way i think so i think that that's the thing that i lost forever <laughs> well why is that um i'm trying to think like what what made it such a great experience for you why is it so memorable yeah so um ever since i went there like the the moment after um the whole way i approach life and how i think about things um it, it became much more different uh different uh like before i was easier like um accepting things and after that i was like criticizing like uh, opinions asking why and like start digging into it more and more 
Actually, mm. I had I had some some week for it already. Like I, I was already always uh, curious about things, but the moment that happens, I was like, yeah, it, it makes it even uh, become faster. And yeah, you know. Do you remember? And you we've spoken about a couple of different um, other philosophical questions. And for me, the 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 philosophical question, like the go to, would be the if a tree falls in a forest and no one's around, does it make a sound? Right. Like that, that's a classic yeah. one. Was there yeah. in, in those classes? Cause I have not taken any high level philosophical classes myself, yeah. but I often mm-hmm. wonder like every day, do they just pose, does the professor like pose a question and then the kids just go at each other, the students, I shouldn't call them kids. The students yeah. go at each other with like the right or the wrong answer. So I'm wondering, was there like a, uh, a question that comes to mind that I guess you haven't brought up that you were like, man, it was a great debate in class about this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, uh, that was one thing. So, um, so like just to have a understanding of how it was to that specialization, they divided, yeah. they divided this study, um, into six subjects. And one of the subjects that affects me the most was critical thinking. And we had to basically make, a uh, make roots of one big, um, how do you call it? Like if you say something that that's, um, for example, all kids have to go to school at least a thousand hours in a year, you know, so some, some main sentence and that you, um, you say, Oh, I'm pro, this is my opinion. And then we had to, uh, we had to learn to make like the roots, like the pros and why not. And, and then you make all of the, those roots like deeper, deeper, deeper. Um, we digged it in, and this um, this we had to do for to write uh, a thesis okay. uh, or an essay. Yeah. And uh, we had to uh, use all uh, possible reasons why and why not. Uh, yeah, reasons pro and against. And eventually, if you dig uh, enough deep, then there are only a few reasons remain. Which you cannot um, like disagree with because you like you investigated that proper that um, in the end you're like yeah it's almost like a truth right like it's inarguable yeah. truth like gravity you would be like dude shit's yeah. always gonna drop <laughs> like yeah, we, we yeah, all yeah. no matter what side of the argument you're on we're all gonna say yeah. yes if I let this pencil out of my hand it will hit the floor <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, are you yeah. on Earth? Because no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're doing the arguments, and what was like? Um, and I know, again, you've shared a couple of them, but is there another thesis that you really enjoyed breaking down in that class? So, um, so yeah, we we had to write different theses, and we could pick just any philosophical question, like do we have a free choice or. Um, like, uh, what's, uh, what's the purpose of life or, um, do we create our own purpose? Yes or not. So we had, we had to, in the end, we had to choose our own, uh, essay, but that has, this has nothing to do with critical thinking or just yeah, also critical thinking, but like for those philosophical questions, you, you cannot find any source actually, uh, you can find the opinions and theories of other philosophers, but I mean, there is no science about like, oh, we have a free choice or yes or not, you know? Um, but we also uh, had to do an essay about it and just thinking about it and like trying to put your opinion down there. Like, um, yeah, what, what you really believe in and um, put that down into reasons. That is just a very 
like that that helped me very much to understand what life means to me you know or like to get some yeah some truth for yourself i mean right. um well i didn't grow up like that that uh that um my parents or, or whoever in my life um challenged me to think about it that much and um the challenge to think about it so so much like as you as i did with uh um, with that uh, specialization in philosophy that really changed me because uh, you got you just start thinking um out of the box maybe. right yeah. yeah yeah it's funny even that sign or even that saying like thinking out of the box it's one of those um it's funny because you're in the netherlands i'm in america but yeah the the distance between us is kind of um, lessened because I'm amazed we have the same saying thinking out of the box. Like, yeah. and would that be in your native? Do you, is that actually like in your native language said, or is that well, just like an English saying you've come across? So uh, we implement a lot of English phrases also in in the Netherlands and uh, like in the box or like or outside the box. Um, we can like say in Dutch you can say. Um, uh, like thinking in Dutch, but then uh, out of the box is in English, you know? So we combine wow. some, some languages. <laughs> That's kind of neat. That's yeah. interesting. And I yeah. I was thinking about that because like if you're taking a class like philosophy, um, I wonder if that gets used, think outside of the box. Like does every single professor, regardless of their geographical location, kind of encourage people to do that and is that the one saying <laughs> like how come it's not like get out of the bag right or yeah. think out of this realm get out of yourself yeah. but they it, yeah. it seems almost universal where people are like think outside of the box and you're like okay i know exactly what you mean despite the fact yeah. that we're an entire ocean and many many land masses away from each other yeah, <laughs> yeah. i find i don't know i find that kind of stuff interesting too when i hear people from different countries have the uh, same um jargon or colloquialisms yeah, yeah, indeed, yeah. It makes me think that that, the thinking outside of the box, is the universal, like one of those universal things where it's just accepted that uh, if you're trying to be creative or different, you express that by saying, think outside the box. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Hmm. And for me, like that, that that specialization in philosophy, that forced me to think out of the box because like – well, how I live and uh, people surrounded me, uh, who were surrounded by my uh, in my life, like my parents and family, uh, family friends, and so on. They, uh, like, you, you often don't question those things because, like, th there are basically no answers, or like, or, or you find them in religion. Like, yeah. You know, you. you but uh, th there's just no uh, hard proof, and um, so people stop thinking about it. But when it is really a task to write something reasonable and really dig into it, then you question those things where never people are uh, thinking. And then it becomes very interesting. And then uh, once you once you are there, you can never go back because you it's kind of some uh, like new world. You've yeah. discovered something yeah. well, where other people don't go to, something like that. Yeah, it's very, unless you get some amnesia, it's very hard to like unlearn or unsee. I mean, I guess that's a saying as well. You can't unsee something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's what I want to say, and that's why that's why I also see this as my one thing that lasts forever. I mean, like because I went there, like I went to those classes, um, and I had to uh, like complete my uh, 
tests and like exams. I cannot go back because I just now, like it's in my mind, I, I cannot unsee it anymore and like question, like think about those things for, like daily. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting and I wonder if it happened to you. Did you start to almost analyze who was influencing you to think certain ways? Whether you were like, wow, I'm getting a lot of um, my values from my mom or you know what? I get a lot of value from this music I listen to, or I get a lot of my values from my favorite TV show or this favorite author. Did you go down that route to find out who's kind of, who was like very, who was heavily influencing you? So, uh, well, definitely my parents, they, they influenced me a lot. Well, I believe everyone, um, is influenced a lot by their parents, uh, even though it's maybe even unconsciously, but, um, well, I remember that my parents, especially my father, I think so, was just very interesting in exploring uh, alternative therapies, like uh, for whenever he had, for example, migraine. Uh, he was thinking of uh, other things than only going to the doctor and get a pill, but <laughs> also uh, do meditation, for example, or yoga. And I even experienced him doing those alternative things. And... Um, yeah, explore more things. And that makes me just open-minded to those, uh, yeah, to those options. Was there someone um, that you wanted to kind of get away from or not some, it doesn't have to just be someone, but someone or something where you stopped watching it, listening, listening to it, consuming it because you felt uh, it was influencing you in almost like a, a simple or a way you didn't want to be? I, I don't get this question uh, exactly. Can you repeat it once? <laughs> <laughs> well, so like once you become aware or once you get a new belief, yeah, you, you had your original belief because something helped shape it. Yeah. So if you're going down this like self, self-analyzing path, mm-hmm. yeah. did you discover maybe like a friend who was constantly – who you felt was influencing you in a way you no longer wanted to be influenced for thinking. Like someone's like a negative person. He thinks like most people are bad. He's like, man, humanistic people at their core, people are just bad. Or you know what? Money is the root of all evil. We should not go after money. And now you've, you've gone through these classes and you're kind of thinking, you know what? I don't know if money is the root of all evil. And then you're hanging out with your friend and all he is is anti-capitalist. He's like, man, money is the root of all evil. We can't be all about money. So like these people, if you don't give it a ton of thought about like, well, why do they say money is the root of all evil? Does it mean people are bad? And you get to these insights, these philosophies of your life, these values. I was wondering if there were people who you or things, it could be movies, music, books, where you kind of just had to get away from because you didn't like the message they were bringing into your life. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I get your point. Um, well, um, and like, the main thing is like with uh, making my own decisions, like there was, of course, like uh, when you're a child, your, your decisions uh, you make are m- mostly affected uh, uh, by, uh, by your parents or maybe friends around. Right. There is, of course, a, a certain point that you start to make decisions for yourself or maybe not. But well, <laughs> I, I, well, I don't know, uh, like for sure, some people don't. But, yeah. um, Shout out to all those people my, living in the yeah. basement of their parents' house. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and that's fine also. I mean, um, yeah, uh, I am not here to judge, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> I am. Well, I, yeah, well, you are. <laughs> yeah. No, but I got, uh, well, I got um, like choices of which I start to make for myself, with which other people didn't... Um, 
like didn't understand directly. Yeah. I can imagine, well, not that my parents ever mentioned it, but I can imagine that my parents did that understand that I started a relationship with someone from abroad um, oh. who speaks foreign language. And um, well, then my parents had, well, I, I don't know, they, they didn't picture that probably they had different expectations or, uh, or like, yeah, they, they were probably thinking that I will come home with a Dutch, uh, with a Dutch girlfriend, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but eventually it was a Ukrainian one. Uh, which which I am very happy with, and my parents are now also very happy with her. I can see that, but in the beginning, it was like I had all of those questions like from them like, um, oh, are you sure about it? And I mean, mm. like, uh, why Ukraine? Why, uh, you know, you, you sure, you know, like not, maybe not someone from uh, close to here, no? Um, yeah, well, because they have like, their whole life that they're worried, like not, not their own life, but their life experiences going into it. And they're being like, man, how hard is it going to be to communicate? What What's going to yeah. happen um, about travel? Will she be able yeah. to actually stay? Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah. so they're coming yeah, with all I mean, that and you're just coming with optimism and attraction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, they never met her uh, once I told her, uh, once I told my parents, they never met her yet. Um, but I already visited her a few, couple of times, you know, but yeah, it was like, and in the end I, uh, arranged, um, like a meeting so they get to know each other, but like the, that whole time before they never met her, they don't have, they have no like image about it. Like they probably, I shared some photos, but it was still different than like, uh, like getting those questions. Like, are you sure about the lake? You can really trust her. Are you sure about it? Mm. Like it um, is not a bad choice, you know, like at that moment, I really started to choose for myself and I, I was convinced about it because yeah. I had my own values and my parents apparently had, had also values, which I probably share, but like they just, uh, just don't understand the whole picture. And, right. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's always neat to just think about how our decision-making and our thought process is shaped. And it, it really is something where like, People who get to take these extra classes on just basic thinking and analyzing and um, constructing arguments, it can just help. I feel like it can just help so much in so many aspects of your life in any actually, actually in any decision-making process because you're just, it's like working out. You're just used to thinking about things, breaking them down, trying to be rational and uh, be sound in your decision, you know, and you tend to make less mistakes that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. man, nice, dude. That was awesome. It was, um, Martin. I, I, God, I'm still, I'm just, I'm just so self conscious every single time I say your name, man. Uh, <laughs> to not offend. <laughs> it's all good. But, dude, I thank you so much for your time. I thank you so much for allowing um me and the listeners to uh get to know you. Uh, best to you and um, good. Um, just give your uh program or I guess give your. Would you call it an application? Would you call it a business? How would you classify Turtle Social? Yeah, we we uh, we do classify it as a startup. Startup. And, um, yeah, um, it, it's a platform. Yeah, a search engine where you can find someone. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, tur- I don't know. Like name it how how, how you how you want to. Um, yeah. I, I don't it know. That's the funny thing, right? Like, do you call it a? It's not like a website. I think back in the day, people would have said website, but then. It, it's yeah. is it an application but then it's or do you find it on the web so I, I didn't know how to classify it but yeah whatever it whatever turtle social is yeah. <laughs> best of luck yeah. to you i think it's a great idea um 
And I think it'll hopefully help people. I really think it could help people um, to just be accepted, to feel better about themselves. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah man. It was uh, great getting to know you and enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah. Thank you. I will. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks to Martin. I'm completely positive I'm still fucking that all sorts of up, but he's too gracious to call me out on it. <laughs> Thanks to you, man, for coming on this podcast, um, the Getting to Know You pod, sharing a great idea and chatting about philosophical structural art, which I honestly had no idea that we would be getting into. Be sure to check out his project, his application, on Instagram. Support him, turtle.social. Thanks to andrepsyche.com for sponsoring the Getting to Know You pod. Go to andrepsyche.com for some trippy merch that is going to be worth checking out. And if you haven't already, we did ask, but we're not too, bad to, not too proud to beg, I believe is the saying. Go, friend and follow the Getting to Know You pod. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The word of the pod. The word of the pod is sculpture. Sculpture is the word of the pod. Post that word on any of our social media or tag the Getting to Know You pod when you use it on yours to get a shout out on the very next podcast after we hear it. <laughs> Don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review the Getting to Know You pod. We're on Apple, Spotify, or whatever preferred podcast platform you pushed play on. And finally, I know, we're asking for a lot. If you or someone you know would like to become a sponsor of or advertise on the Getting to Know You pod, we would love to partner with you. We have a wide-ranging global audience that would like to get to know more about your brand or business. All you need to do is message us. Later. <laughs>